I need to shave or something. I don't know. I, need to, I haven't shaved I, my legs in forever. I'm so prickly. Like it's, it's rough. random question. Yeah. Do you do you like guys that shave like legs I, or chest or? I don't particularly have a preference. Any of that stuff. Like I'm never gonna demand it of you. Like whenever Charles and I first started dating, um, he was like really big into shaving us. You know, um, he was like very much. I'm gonna groom this for you, and I was like, you really don't have to. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and then he was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, now he just doesn't and i just i just i honestly don't have a preference mm, okay I, that was just like a random no i, I, random I don't think question. i don't really don't think it matters like i hate that it matters to me because like i feel like it shouldn't matter because it's just hair right but i already have like gender dysphoria and body dysmorphia and i feel like the hair makes it worse Mm, but I've also been so depressed lately that I haven't shaved at all. And I have this weird thing going on where I'm fat, where I'm breaking out in this really terrible rash on my underarms. And I can't wear deodorant. Yeah. So I have to wear like a, um, it's like something, it's like a medication that you put to keep from like chafing so bad. But then I haven't shaved because I don't want to make it worse. And I'm like, I'll just leave it alone. But now I'm like, damn, I got some hairy pits, got some Grinch pits. <laughs> you cut me off on the Grinch pits? You're listening to the Chris X you Claire Experience. The No Holds Barred podcast, hosted oh, by two insane best friends and a raccoon skull named Remy. <laughs> No episode is the same, and no topic is off limits. As these two storytellers take you on a ride you're going to wish you could get off of. But enough talking. Strap in and clear your schedule. Check one, two. Testing, testing. The Chris X. Claire experience begins now. Let's get this party started. What? What? Sounds fun. Wear your helmets. scrub first off <laughs> second i'm gonna be reviewing my contract of shit. you're gonna ask me a question i'm gonna give you the answer whilst i'm responding and telling you that i'm i'm dying you're like oh okay let me just cue the intro nobody cares about your grinch pits chris all right sure fuck you homie damn i was like i had it was like a moment of like revelation it was like yo you should totally do the intro <laughs> soon as she's finished talking <laughs> all right my bad i'm sorry i'm, yeah, I'm not sorry i'm no, not sorry fine. but i but <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was trying to add some levity to the to the conversation that will ensue <laughs> Oh man, my bad. I'm sorry. You're, it's all good. My cat care, <laughs> Foxtrot cares about me. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to throw the intro out. It wasn't my intention. I was just like, oh my god, this would be. Oh. Look at that Pete! Look at that! Look at that Pete! He's got it all stretched out so you can see it. You see his Pete? Look at it! It's got spots. 
Oh wow. He's got very spotty feet. He got big old feet. Have we not have we not neutered this bitch? He'd have been huge. He got big old feet. <laughs> we took his balls early. Yeah, we said I'm I'm not fucking. <laughs> we took his balls early. No. That's that's why he, that's why he's here for this episode. He has stuff to say too. <laughs> he's he's mad. <laughs> he's just, he's just in front of the camera. <laughs> And then she took my ball. <laughs> my ball sight. <laughs> I missed them. Listen, so you know how I listen to the. Um, are you going to cut me off again? Am I safe to talk? I promise. Okay, I was I just, I just wanted to know. <laughs> um, so I listen to our podcast uh, whenever I'm pouring resin and stuff, right? Yeah. And I was listening to. Like, but it's like, bro, why are you mad at the episode when we were mad about different things? Okay. And I was like, well, that's a good one. I was listening to it today. And I was like, damn, we went over some good shit. That was good. I'm going to have to listen to it again. I, <clears throat> I listened to um, Clash of the Characters recently. Mm, I'm not uh, there yet. I'm listening yeah. to them in sequence. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Getting the classic ones. It's <laughs> interesting. That's cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to re-listen to some of them, especially when I'm like doing dishes or something. Anyway, welcome everybody to the Chris X Claire Experience. We are well into season two, episode three of season two, or if you're just doing in numerical order, this is episode twenty-eight, emotional damage two. Is now this for episode ed- three, you didn't just count the pre-record, did you? Is this actually? I didn't episode count. Three? I did not okay. count. Okay. I did okay. not catch. So yeah, episode three of season two. Um, I'll never question you again. I'm sorry. No, please question me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, first of all, I, I'm your host, uh, Jay Claire, and this is my co-host, Chris Garcia. And we also have our third host, Remy the Raccoon Skull, uh, wherever he is. He's actually he's going to make an appearance. What, mm-hmm. Remy? Remy, my boy, where are you? I don't know. Remy, where are you, my boy? I heard him in the ether somewhere. I I, I know that he is nigh. He is... Oh! He's uh, here! He's up there scurrying about. He's here! Remy, you are quite scary. <laughs> You're quite scary, my dude. Just, just to uh, be clear, this is not the... Uh, no, this is not the original skull. This is not Remington... Um, somebody bought this for me to use in my shop, and I was like, You got me. A ra- I was so excited, I was so excited about it that I was like, I, uh, yeah, that's, I, I had that's to, pretty awesome. I didn't want to piss him off because, like, I, I'm not replacing. I hope that the real Remy channels himself into this skull. So that we can be united again. Man, whoever did this did not glue these teeth in there good at all. They are really wobbly. <laughs> right. That's why Remy hasn't it. possessed it yet. He's like, Right. He's unhappy. He's, un- he's unhappy. He's not satisfied with the quality. He's like, My <laughs> teeth don't look like that. My teeth ain't wiggly. Damn. Go to the dentist. <laughs> My teeth don't wiggle, wiggle. They stick. They, st- <laughs> they don't wiggle, wiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we um, have an interesting show for you tonight. Um, <clears throat> if anyone recalls the first emotional damage episode, it was actually a pre-record. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first time I cried on camera, probably like ever. And was so, not the first time I've ever cried during the show at all. Like I lose it at least one uh, episode, I think. Yeah, it is. It was pretty emotional. And um, so we'll see what happens tonight. I actually have some stuff prepped in case we need it. And um, yeah, we're going to get into it. So for anyone that's in the chat, um, if you have any questions or things that you want to talk about or even any trauma or anything that you went through, feel free to bring it up and we will do our best to help you work through it and heal and all that good stuff. Um, with that being said, before we really get into the sadness, we'll do a little bit of levity. Uh, so, um, of course, I have to throw out our sponsors, which is us. So go to <laughs> fantasyworldbooks.com if you want a free starter pack. Um, stories and all that, um, that starter pack is going to be ginormous one day. Like, you're going to, like, people are going to go to the website and they're going to be like, this is a starter pack. It's going to take me like a month to like get through. It's like a whole Netflix catalog. Um, also feel free to donate, uh, if you want to show your support for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash fantasy world books, um, lots of content coming down the pipe there and feel free to buy shadows Wake by Chris Garcia on Amazon right now. She needs more reviews. She needs more sales, lots more goodness. So if you've already read the book, please leave a review because two people love to review and they took it away. So please. <laughs> Please do that. Like, please leave a review. Um, yeah. And then the the sequel will is almost finished. That'll be yeah. probably out this year. So. Yes, I'm gonna help with that. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Oh yeah. You can tell that I'm depressed because Misty's like like Velcro to me. Oh. <laughs> she's my she's my ESA. Aww. So every time that I get like in a really bad funk, she's like velcro to me, and she has been attached at my hip since I came home last night. Mm-hmm. She's so good. So, so Chris, mm-hmm. do you want to start us off at all? Do you want to talk about anything that is ailing you? Get something off your chest. First off, I'm just super thankful for this fucking cat, bro. Like she is just serotonin. Oh. Um, I have one molecule of serotonin left, and it's this. <laughs> it's it's this, in the cat form. It's this kitty. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see Misty's naked. She doesn't have her collar right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to have a bath and get her medicines, and now I don't know where her collar went. So she's naked. So please forgive her indecency. I know she's naked. Um, <laughs> she's she's naked. Um, I don't know. I actually have been like depressed super bad for like the past like 10 days. I think it's mm-hmm. been about t- about about a week. Yeah. And Julius knows I've talked to him every day and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> nothing's wrong. Like nothing's nothing bad is happening. Like my daughter, one of my daughter's birthdays is coming up. But if I get like this for time that happens toward you know, this time of the year, I'll be depressed every 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 like second of the day because I can't go a month without tripping over one of them. Um, yes, I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. I just feel like I am kind of at an impasse with myself. Like, I feel like I'm the fat, ugly friend. And, I mean, people can sit there all they want and tell me that's not true or whatever. But, like, I have to live with myself. Mm. And 
I was talking to, I think it was you. Yeah, it was definitely you. And I was like, man, but like, so all the things that you do to lose weight don't work for me. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I don't really eat fried food. Like, if, if whenever we, whenever we're hanging out and like you spend a lot of time with me, you'll see I don't really fuck with fried food. I don't think it tastes good. I can taste the grease. It kind of bothers me. Mm -hmm. uh, when I go out to eat, I usually get like proteins like steak or chicken or salmon. I don't really eat, like, I do like bread. I will give myself the bread factor, yeah. but I still don't consume a lot of it considering, even though back to like, what was it, episode fat, where we talked about <laughs> the fact that like the, like the the food pyramid is bullshit because they want, oh, you yeah. have, they want you to have all of these things, including like wheat and bread, but then tell mm -hmm. you not to eat bread because you gain weight. But like, I was taught in school, I was supposed to eat that at every meal or I was going to die. Right. So, I mean, but keep, yeah, it under, to us. but keep it under 2,000 calories. Um, and, you know, I'm on my feet all the time. I'm not one of those people that's like, I don't do this all day. I don't, like, sit here all day and do nothing. Um, I drink lots of water. I hardly ever drink soda. I hardly ever drink, you know, almost anything that's not good for you. I don't even drink alcohol. And that's usually a big thing for a lot of people, you know, is that they're like, Drink, they drink alcohol and they have the alcohol weight. I don't even drink alcohol. Um, and all the things that you do to lose weight, I like do and I don't lose weight. And the only mm -hmm. thing that I can think about doing that would help me lose weight is to work out. But mm -hmm. I would have to work out a lot because I have a feeling that I'm predisposed to be heavier because my and mother's entire side of the family was obese. So I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. it's in my genetics. So I already have that against me. Mm -hmm. Um and I also have baby weight, which is the hardest weight to lose. I have the weight of eight miscarriages. So, like, that doesn't go anywhere. And I don't have time to work out two hours a day. I don't. And even if I did, I don't want to spend my time <laughs> working out two hours a day. Oh, yeah, exactly. Shoot. I, I mean, yeah, nobody wants to exercise that long. That's way too long way too long <laughs> but um i don't know it's 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 really interesting like um that you bring up that you know you're you're depressed but there's like no reason you know you not like a oh this is it like i tripped and skinned my knee and i got embarrassed i'm, I'm sad right. you know what sad. i mean like sad. i'm sad <laughs> i i could pinpoint it during the day like it's not like that and 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 I don't know. I've been like studying a lot of um, studying a lot of stuff, and I'm trying to trying to educate educate myself on some things or whatever. And I, because um, I plan on starting therapy very very soon, and so just to work out my own stuff. And it's interesting how like people. I don't know why like therapy and medication and stuff like that aren't like championed a lot in our society especially like in america and everything mm -hmm. because and, and it's really sad because everyone's like ah just you know just be strong pull yourself together you can do it you don't need like to talk to somebody and all that stuff to be all right but then the more you like look into it and study what happens to especially a child that goes through trauma and everything like literally their brain is forming it's still forming and then you're creating these synapses in your brain that are being born out of trauma and so you get this like hardwiring that 
like it's just part of you now it's like someone like took like they were making a computer that is chris's brain and they shipped it off to like best buy or something and someone bought it and they're like <laughs> they're like trying to like install stuff onto the computer they're like trying to like run programs and everything and they're like why the, why is this shit glitching i thought it was brand new what the hell why is it glitching why is it like what's going on here <laughs> why is it stuttering why is it overheating and it's like stuttering wow okay wow what, what, like, not, <laughs> not voice stuttering sorry no 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 not voice ugly can't talk uh, right <laughs> stop that's not what i meant i was using it in in the metaphor right. yeah, yeah, to yeah. A computer. I, no, I, I gotcha i gotcha you suck making me feel bad but anyway <laughs> but anyway yeah so they're like, what? what is wrong with this computer? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, it, the hardware is not good. It wasn't put together just right, whatever. And so like for you and for me, it's like we try to go through life and be like, you know what? We're doing good. Compared, I mean, we're not living in like the midst of a genocidal war or like in the midst of famine or, you know, certain things that people compare themselves to. But the thing is, it's you can't really compare trauma you really can't because i don't know what it's like to live in a famine or in a third world country where you can be killed for like just saying something wrong right. you know like i don't i don't know what it's like to live in north korea and only be given like a boiled egg to eat all day i don't, I don't know what it, i don't know what that feels like i can only know by my experience and no matter where you are on the earth trauma is trauma like abuse is abuse it, it doesn't matter first world country you could be a you grew up in a billionaire family you know with uh, a ton of money ton of privilege ton of everything and yet if someone like abused you physically sexually emotionally what it doesn't matter you are going to be affected by that that's it like you are going to be affected so i mean we can't really compare that stuff. <laughs> and it's like I always say, you know, it's the, it's the like, um, I don't know what it is, metaphor, or whatever that I, that I use. Uh, if I drown in six inches of water, but you drown in six feet of water, we're both still dead. Exactly. Exactly. We're both still. That's. Does it, does it matter the depth of the water? We both still died. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And so. <clears throat> And so, like, tonight, getting into emotional uh, emotional damage part two, again, this is live. Uh, we'll be able to, like, get into some stuff that hopefully will be not only, like, you'll learn more about us or you'll learn more about, like, the way our brains work or whatever. But hopefully you will take a lot of stuff um, from the research that we've done and everything that can help you in your life. Because everyone is going through something. I don't care who you are. You're going through something. I don't know what it is. I hope it works out great for you. Um, so, yeah. So the first thing, so one of the things that I have, and we can like um, talk about it and everything. Um, one of the things that that is mentioned is, so how do you heal from trauma? How do you recover uh, from it, um, regardless of what it is? And so the first thing that um, from some of the research I, I was doing, it was talking about how like recovery happens in stages. 
And so, yeah, healing <clears throat> isn't linear. Right. It's not like one day, um, you know, they have this saying like time heals all wounds. <laughs> you rolled your eyes. You're like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like this. It's kind of like this saying like, oh, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Yo, I don't know about you, but words hurt. What did, I, what did I tell you the other day? I literally said I'd rather have somebody whoop my ass right. than, than somebody be like, Chris, you're fat. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that physical pain like goes away, but the 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 emotional, come on. Mm. I'd rather I'd rather get an ass whooping than somebody. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that. And that's the thing, you know, is that time time doesn't heal all wounds. You like it just Time heals the wound, but it's going to leave a scar. Like, you're still going to be reminded of what happened to you, you know? Like, you exactly. might not... Well, I am not as unstable about what happened with my with my marriage as I was when it happened. Like, I, mm. I can talk about it now, mm -hmm. right, without crying. Right. Um, at the time, I couldn't even think about it without crying. I, couldn't, I, I didn't go a day for, like, a year without bawling my eyes out. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've clearly gotten better. Because it's a scar now, not an open wound through my mid area that nobody noticed until three scenes later. And they were like, oh, my gosh, Chris, you're hurt. And I was like, oh, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> he's like wounded. Get help. <laughs> it's like a bad zombie movie. Like, whoa, when did you get that bite? <laughs> Seven Dude. sequences back. I know, right? It was, dude, it was just two days ago. You know, <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> why did you say shit? God why did you say that? I knew you were going to kill me. Seriously, why did you say anything? Why would I? I know you're going to eat me. Now I'm going to eat right. you. Get eaten. <laughs> so, yeah, recovery happens in stages. I mean, there's obviously when it occurs, it's going to be the rawest. And then eventually you have to like work through like what exactly happened and um you have to uh think about how do i move forward from this and everything and that's easier said than done and a lot of people especially how depending on how extreme uh the trauma was or how young you were or how much you actually understand what's happening that's something that may linger for a long long time like a lot of people think that because I grew up, because I got older or whatever, I'm over the trauma. I'm over whatever happened to me. And that might not be the case because you may not have a full understanding of what even happened. You might logically oh. know. You might oh, logically know. <laughs> but do you like actually psychologically and emotionally know what happened? You hear what people are telling you. That's so, but, that hits so close to home for me. Because where I have a dissociative disorder that blankets my trauma, um, I didn't even realize how traumatic my childhood was until I started therapy. Because there were whole chunks that I'd forgotten. Or, or I would be like, oh, no, this happened, but it was normal. And my therapist was like, no, like, that was not normal that that happened. Say what you just said out loud again. Like, repeat it out loud to yourself. And I'd be like, yeah, I, I got hit. <laughs> so... And she was like, say it again. And I was like, my dad hit me. And she was like, okay, say it again. And I was like, my dad hit me. And she was like, okay, were you in trouble? And I was like, no, he was just mad. And she was like, say it again. 
So I kept saying it until like it broke down in my head that that wasn't normal. It wasn't normal. And the fact that like, you know, with DID, because it blankets so many traumatic aspects of my life, like there are whole things that I just don't even remember happening to me. Like I can sit here and tell you about it with a straight face. And then like, you'll have like looks of shock and horror. Like you might even cry. And I'm just like, eh, well, and I'm still here. So it's all right. And people are like, how are you, how do you so numb? How do you not care? And I'm like, I, um, I, it, I don't remember it. It's like reading somebody else's life. It's like reading right. a book about a character. It's not me. Right. Which is right. In, in and of itself traumatic. Mm -hmm. It's like, as I mean, we're still animals. Like we're still as human beings, we try to, we're so we are human beings are great at adapting and surviving. Like there are human beings that live in some of the coldest temperatures on earth some of the hottest temperatures on earth rocky mountains uh you know flood zones earthquake zones hurricanes like people jungles people are everywhere mm -hmm. and like we are so good at adapting and so and but the the negative that comes with that is that yes we may live but what suffering did we not actually um face like what what did we not work through yes we're surviving but that's not really enough though there has to be more than that and so yeah it's like you, you, we really have to like get through work through as much as we can i'm i was the type of person i grew up um in a very strict church as people know blah 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 um therapy and counseling and definitely medication was very much frowned upon that like satan like it is <laughs> that's that's some devil somebody stuff. got lucy yeah. on the phone <laughs> that that's some devil stuff so so even even as something as simple as that it's taken like literally I'm, I'm i'm going to be starting therapy soon for myself because i just want to like work out some things and but it's taken me so long to even hit that point because it's like you got this you got this you're hey you're living right you're living isn't that enough you don't need to work through stuff and whatever but it's so crazy because people that are wealthy they'll go to therapists they'll they'll you know celebrities and stuff like that that have the money and whatever they'll get counseling they'll go to therapy nobody's telling them like but you're rich but you have everything you don't need to go to therapy Apparently, they see that it's good enough for them. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway, so yes, recovery happens in stages. Because healing healing is not linear. It's not linear. It's also <clears throat> not a competition, as we kind of mentioned before. That's another thing that people love to uh, <laughs> people love to do to one another. <laughs> um a pain uh like i think who was it thomas said earlier i hate when people try to one-up other people's shitty things i know yeah yeah uh like bro i repeat if you drown in six inches of water mm -hmm. and i drown in six feet of water we're both still dead we can talk about how much the water sucks all day long but mm -hmm. we're not going to compete over who drowned better we're not doing that right. like i specifically 
cut out people who do shit like that. Like, I cannot stand that. I grew up with people like that. Like, one of my best friends growing up, and it, it sucks to say, I'm sure she's a better person now, but everything that I did, she had to do 10 times better and run me into the ground with how much I wasn't good enough. But she wouldn't even do it like, oh, Chris, you suck. It was, yeah, your picture's good. My picture's better. Here, here's how my picture's better. Or, oh, well, it isn't that great. Like, like you could, like, she could not handle anybody around her accepting praise in any form. Mm. Like, could not handle it. It, like, made her self-destruct for somebody else to be doing well in her presence. Right. And I was best friends with her for, like, six, seven years. I mean, and it fucked me up. Like, I don't, I'll just never understand it. That's why I try so hard not to be that person. Like, if I talk about something, like, if you're like, oh, Chris, I had a bad day yesterday, got in a fight with my wife. And, mm -hmm. you, and you talk to me about whatever happened in said fight. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, I get that. Charles and I had an argument a few weeks ago, and it was like this. I'm not doing that to be like, well, my fight was worse. Suck it up. I'm like, yo, I get where you're coming from because this was where I came from with it. Have you thought of, like, I want you to understand that I understand. But I'm right. not trying to, like, compete with you. I'm trying to relate to you. Right, right. There's a there's a big difference between, yeah, relating and not um, not trying to compete. Yeah, the competing competing bothers me. Uh, uh. I mean, Thomas, you're allowed to talk about whatever is going on with you. Like, like okay, it's like you said you have sickle cell disease. I have no knowledge whatsoever of what goes on with sickle cell disease. So if you like to talk to me about it and tell me about it, like I want to hear it and I want to listen and I want to learn. I also care about you, so I want to know these things about you and be there for you. Mm. But like on the flip side of that, like um, when my oldest Alice, she has fibromyalgia, and she might be able to relate to like some of the things just because she would want to relate to you because like chronic pain and fatigue and stuff. But, I mean, outside of that, there's a whole realm she doesn't understand, but she would probably still try to relate just for the sake of you not feeling alone. Like, yeah. like you, you are allowed to talk about the things that go on with you, and it really sucks that, you know, people do that one-up bullshit until you feel like you can't talk about anything anymore. Right. And I, and, I, and I think that really gets into a very important part of the whole recovery journey is um, having that say. I know there's I know there's like a, a stigma attached to this phrase, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Kind of like a safe space that or those people or that community or whatever it is that you know you can go to them, you can talk to them, there's not gonna be like any judgment or like they genuinely wanna help. Like even if if even if they do say something that is offensive or whatever, th they didn't mean that. Like they would never intentionally try to hurt you it, it was just a product of being human like we make mistakes right. and stuff like that and you'll usually find out like oh, okay yeah they didn't mean that at all and stuff like that but um like and that kind of goes into the the next uh part where it says recovery involves your whole self um it talks about how when the trauma happens it's not like it's isolated it's never isolated. Whatever happens to you, it affects all of you. It affects the way you look at the world. It affects the way right. you talk to people, how mm -hmm. you listen to people, how right. everything. And so recovery also has to involve 
your whole self. It has to, you know, finding those people that genuinely care about you and everything. And like, I know one thing that <laughs> like me, me and Chris are besties, right? And we'll talk all the time and stuff like that. But one thing I noticed that we'll both do, and we can't turn, like, I know we cannot turn it off. We just can't. <laughs> is that we'll both be like, like trying to be like, like, I'll be like, I'm okay. Like, she'll be like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm okay. Even though I may not be okay, but I'm so used to like, oh, nobody cares. No one wants to hear how I'm doing. When I no. hit you with that line last night, I was like, what am I, the guy that makes you your caramel frappuccinos on Friday mornings? Excuse me. <laughs> how you doing? So Living the dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how you doing? A classic. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, like, it's and, and then and then Chris Chris would be like, um, and so that's like my version that I'll do. And then Chris's version is like is more like um like oh you don't want to hear about this or I'm, or like gonna... are you like tired of me yet or stuff like that and I'm like no I'm, I'm not. so sorry that everything I say is negative I promise I'm not always gonna be like this I'm like what are you talking about you're not even <laughs> you're not no, even I, negative all the time either anyways I literally had a bit a, a friend. I literally had a friend who I considered my best friend, and I was just go, just going through like a going through like a rough patch in my life. I mean, and it was one of those patches where literally everything that could go wrong in your life goes wrong. Like, didn't get the house, can't afford rent, don't have a car, mom sick, like everything got fired, like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I was talking to my friend about it, and she said, "You know, I just sometimes I, just, I get." sometimes I don't even want to hang out with you because I feel like everything that comes out of your mouth is negative. And I was like, yeah. and that's like a huge part yeah. of the insecurities that I have now because like now I have like good friends that want to be around me and are healthy and love me and um <laughs> um Sorry, I get distracted by my serotonin. It's okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, actually genuinely do want to listen. And I, it doesn't matter how close I am to somebody, I still immediately am like, mm. Yeah. Like, one of my best friends, the whole world, Meredith, you know, she, she messed because you know that I've been, like, really depressed, and I gave away my shift today and stayed home from work, which I don't ever do. Like, I can give you a list of how many times that I have released a shift at my job and mm -hmm. not worked a shift I, schedule, I was scheduled. And, I mean, it's, like, maybe 10 in 10 years. Um, and she messaged me, and she was like, yeah, you know, hey, I heard you got your shift covered today. Are you all right? And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, what's up? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, how do you feel? And I was like, like, I want to cry. Like, literally, I didn't get out of bed until 3 p.m. today. And the amount of effort that it took for me to walk from the bed to the bathroom just to wash my hair, or just to wash my face and brush my hair, was legitimately, like, it might as well have, I might as well have ran a marathon. But by the time that I had washed my face and brushed my hair, I was like, I'm so exhausted. I don't want to do anything else. And I hadn't even done anything. I did the most, like, minute things that you can do. Um, and I told her that. And she was like, I know that I can't help, but I love you. And I'm just like, uh. 
but but like I gave her like that much. Like there is like this much. There is like a wall of like what I'm feeling that I wanted to send to her. I'm like I don't want to overload you. Like in the middle of me overloading Julius, I messaged him. I'm sorry, I'm overloading you all. Stop. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I'm trauma dumping. No. I did his no. pressure the other night too. I was like, sorry, I'm trauma dumping. And it's like, no, I care about you. And like for me, um, like meeting you was like actually a really good thing because you like, uh, you actually opened me up a little more emotionally and stuff, which is good for me because for me, when I'm when with other people, I I like keep people at a distance. So because I'm afraid that they're gonna hurt me at some point because I've had too many friends and and even family members that um you would think like oh we're good we're good to go we're down we're you know we're together on whatever and then you find out like oh wow you're really not like you're you're super selfish but i would sacrifice everything for you you know like I, like <laughs> or i would i would give you so much time and so much grace and so much like assistance and stuff like that but then when it's my turn to get help or whatever like you're not there or and not even like you can't be there or whatever, but like you won't even try or something. Like you won't even give me a reason why you can't be there. It's just like I don't care. I just so, don't have the effort. I don't have. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. <sighs> I like, don't want it, to make the effort. Exactly. In the general uh, sense that the, basically what they they say to me is like get over yourself or whatever. Even if it's even and for me for me I'm super good at hiding like. Uh, how I'm feeling, which I'm trying to get over. I'm trying, I'm working on that, but I'm super good at hiding like my depression, how I feel, stuff like that. And so people could go for years and not know that what, like you actually go through this stuff. I'm like, dude, all the time. But like, because I don't want you guys to be sad and everything like that. I'm just jovial old Julius over here, you know, just ha ha. I'm the clown. Ha 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 ha. But then I'm like crying on the inside and I'm just like, I wish somebody would love me. I'm such a people pleaser that I literally don't want to make anybody annoyed by my lack of happiness in existence. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I remember yep. my ex-husband told me once, because I had like a really bad anxiety attack over something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. And he was like, I literally forget that you have anxiety because of how well you mask your anxiety. Like, he didn't even know how to handle me having an anxiety attack. I never did it around him. Right. So, like, for him to be, like, like he, he was, like, whoa. Like, are you okay? And I was, like, no, I'm not. Like, I actually do this all the time. I just don't ever let anybody see it. But I have nowhere to go. And I'm freaking out. And I think this that statement, like, that literal statement of, like, at work the past, like, 10 days, people have noticed that I'm off. I usually walk in. Let's have a great shift, everybody. Like, I'm a manager. I come in there, and I put my note on the board. I'm like, we're going to have a great day today. We're going to boost this and this and this and this. And I'm here if you need me. I'm here for you. Like, I always do my silly jokes and my contests. And, and the past, like, week, I just haven't had the heart for any of it. Like, mm. I'm still doing the board, but I'm not writing jokes or putting smiley faces up there. Like, I walk in like this with no makeup on. My hair is not done. Like, and everyone's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. Just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just sleepy. Just mm -hmm. been working a lot. I'm just tired. 
-hmm. And then like somebody will hit something like a certain way and be like, hey, how are you today? You don't seem like yourself. And I'm like, "Mm, just kind of sad. Why? I don't know. But it's, 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 it's so sad too, though, because like the reason, like, I know we're like trying to work on ourselves. We're trying to, we're trying to figure out these things too, is because we know what the future, we know where this could lead. You know what I mean? Like not to get too dark, but like you think of like someone like Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Like, like so jovial, sucked loved beloved he's so funny he makes me laugh i love him he's so great whatever took his own life and people are like how how you know and it's like i mean i I understand how i mean it's that post that goes around the internet of like (laughs) the comedians that have killed themselves Mm -hmm. and it's like check on your funny friends like, yeah. like, check on the people that you don't think have anything wrong. Yes. And, like, it's funny that you said Robin Williams because I was always inspired by him. Like, I loved him. And I had – it's actually really funny because I've told you how I, I can pick up on people's emotions. Like, yep. even though I had never met him in person, did, never will. Like, don't know him. He's He was outlandishly more famous and rich than I'll ever be. But, like, I remember when I was watching Patch Adams – Mm-hmm. And he's given his monologue on the edge of the cliff to God about how, um, have you seen Patch Adams? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Whenever he's like, you know, and it says it's on the seventh day that you rested, maybe you should have used the eighth day for compassion. And he's like going on and monologuing to God about everything. And like for a minute, like there was like a split second in that scene where I saw straight through the character he was playing and saw Robin. And I was like, that man was not acting at all when he did that whole part. And I always kind of knew that Robin Williams had like a lot of depression behind all of that that he hid from like that two second slip that I saw in the mask of an actor. Right. And like whenever I found out that he killed himself, I was so tore up about it because I loved him. But I also was, like, one of the few people that was, like, I kind of saw that coming. And it sucks because I also I, I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. Yep. And, and, yeah, it, it was the same with um, uh, Chester uh, from Linkin Park because I was, like, a big Linkin Park fan. And, and a lot of people uh, believe that that was a conspiracy and that he didn't kill himself. Really? There's a lot of people that think that um, he was, like, tattling on Hollywood for certain oh. things that he had noticed were happening he didn't want to take part of and that they framed his death. I haven't heard of that. I, I don't know if I, I don't know enough about it to speak on it, but I know that's a theory. But I hmm. mean I mean but also like you never know. Like maybe he was just so depressed he was over it, you know? Yeah. And like and and I, I feel like that I feel and, and that's why like it's it's kind of scary because it's almost like everyone uh, shows what they're going through differently. So like, you know, you'll have like, I'm an introverted feeler. So like whatever I'm feeling, it's all contained on the inside. I'm like a dormant volcano. The volcano is not erupting, but that doesn't mean there's a whole lot of lava and all that stuff underneath metaphorically, my emotions, whatever. It's just that I'm not actively 
portraying them all, the depth of it or whatever. And then you'll have people that are more extroverted feelers where they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll say what they'll show how they're feeling, whether it's anger or joy or whatever it is really easily. Like you, you pretty much know where they're at on the scale. Of course it's deeper than what they're showing, but for the most part, you kind of know where they're at. And so like, it's kind of scary because you'll have these people around you that like, Oh, they're so strong. They're so put together and everything, but you don't know what they're actually going through. And because they are so quote unquote strong and everything, no one thinks to ask. And because no one thinks to ask and they're doing okay when they're around you, whatever, that person who is suffering so much on the inside is like, why do I want to add to their suffering by telling them about my stuff? So I'm just going to hold it on as, as much as possible and um, until it's kind of too late. That I should have told them about that zombie bite two days ago. I really should have. But you know what? I, I didn't want them to worry about me. I didn't want them to, to <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy in the zombie example, but it's, I kind of get I, it. I see you it. Know, yeah. I kind of get, it's like, it's like, if you're, if you're like a dad during the zombie apocalypse, you got some kids and stuff, you got bit and the kids are like, you all right, dad? Like, what are you going to be like? Oh, well, I'm fucked, son. Like, well, you know I, mean? I, actually, I need you to kill me now, Travis. <laughs> Shoot me in the head. You're like, no, you're, you're like, no, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay. Uh, wow. I'm going to use um, the time I have left to like, maybe talk to this adult over here. Hey, you know, if something ever happened to me, <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> watch my kids, you know, uh, uh, hey, hey, son of mine, um, let me give you uh, this heartfelt talk about you know i won't always be here you know you gotta you gotta you know, be strong and look after your sister blah 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 why are you telling me that don't worry about that for any other apocalypse motherfucker i'm gonna die at any time i just want you to know <laughs> <laughs> right exactly so it's like it's have like you, have you yeah. seen that short and it's a video of a dad like in, in, in an apocalypse that has he's been infected by a zombie virus Mm-hmm. And he has his, he and he has his his daughter like his newborn daughter like strapped to his back, mm-hmm. and he has like timers on his wrist and he knows how much time oh, that he has left. Yeah, and yeah. he's like he's like he has something in front of him. There's like a map and like something else in front of him so that he won't re- he's like shackled so he won't reach back and get the baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like going toward whatever this is, trying to like get his kid to safety before he goes nuts yeah yeah i did see that yeah that's that's what yeah and and, i mean like you know using the zombie apocalypse obviously it's an extreme example but it's kind of similar in a way it's you know it's very similar to life like where and so one thing that i've noticed is like here's the problem with people like you and me the people pleasers that are suffering on the inside what do we do? Because these, because we've established relationships with people that unless they kind of all like already know the full game or like say Charles knows with you or something like that, like kind of pretty much knows everything about you. Maybe not the depth of what you're feeling, but for the most part, pretty much knows. Um, but there's other relationships and stuff that have been established that it's like th- they, they don't really know. And now they find out and it's like, will they still love and like the person that you truly are 
And it's not like you were lying or trying to be deceptive or manipulative towards them. You were trying to spare them pain because that's what you've been kind of taught and conditioned to do. And now you're just suffering to the point where you're like, okay, I need help. I'm sorry. I'm not the strong pillar or person or whatever that you thought I was. What happens now? I I wasn't lying to you. Like, (laughs) this is the longest con. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's rough. Well, that's one of the reasons that I try really hard anytime that I become like anything past surface level with a friend Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I am hella mentally ill, my buddy. Like, I really am. Like, like, I'm fine right now, but, like, I won't always be fine. Like, there will be times when I get like this. There will be times when you might have a conversation with somebody who's not me. And then try to have that conversation with me three weeks later. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not easy, you know? And it's not easy. I. It's one of the things that I feel like it, like it makes me a hard person to, to be friends with and to, like, love because of how mentally ill I am. And it's unfortunate. I was talking to somebody the other day who told me that, like, medication never, ever worked for her. It just didn't. It made her more sick. But medication saved her mom's life. Mm. And, you know, and she would say that's why she doesn't demonize it, but it never worked for her. And I was like, yeah, I can't. You know, and somebody like, offered to smoke weed with me. And I was like, you know, I would, but, like, I have paranoia, and I, I really can't. And they were like, so you just raw dog it through life? Like, you don't take medicine, you don't drink, you don't smoke weed, you don't smoke cigarettes? I was like, mm. like what do you do? And I was like, suffer. <laughs> like, like I can't I can't take medicine because I have so many so many mental disorders that like the side effects for each medication I have ever been on has made another one of my disorders worse. And the mood stabilizers they gave me for my DID made me not hungry. So because I wasn't hungry, I didn't eat and that made my anorexia and bulimia worse. Like and then I stopped taking that medicine and got one for my anxiety. But the anxiety medicine made it even harder for me to sleep, and I already have insomnia. But they put me on medicine for my insomnia, and then the insomnia medicine made my anxiety worse. They put me on medicine for my depression, but the depression medicine made, like, my DID go haywire for whatever fucking reason. Like, I was just so shooting at the drop of a pin. Like, you literally could be like, Chris, I'm like, what? Boom. Gone. Don't know why. Have no clue why. I've never been that sensitive, like, with my alters coming in and out ever in my life. Except for that, like, two-month period I was on that depression medicine. I don't even remember it. But there's that whole two months I don't fucking have any recollection of whatsoever. Gone. Like, don't know. And I was even here for part of it. I couldn't tell you. I was in and out so much. Um, so, so, honestly, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna... Yeah, I'll just raw dog it. We'll just see how this goes. See where it goes. Oh, oh it hurts too much to run. Uh, it hurts too much, too. Sir? No, because, no, I was, sorry, I was just, I was just thinking about, like. That was probably that time, Micah, I think. Uh, no, I was just thinking about, like, like, yeah, I know, like, people use so many different things to cope, and it's just, like, oh, it, like, hurts too much without something to cope with. It's, like, ugh. Uh, I don't know. 
And that's why it sucks, bro. Because people are like, you know... But I also, like, get angry at people at the same time. Because... (laughs) Micah said, it hurts too much to raw dog it. I know this is a semi-serious episode, but... (laughs) 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 That was funny. Um, No, I... But also get upset at people, and this is the reason that I don't understand, you know, drinking or addiction. And, you know, I have a a genetic addiction. I was born with it and runs through my family. So I kind of, I know about the monster. But also, like, I I don't at the same time because I can't imagine what, like, being an alcoholic is like or being a heroin addict is like. Like, I know those are different kinds of addiction, and every addiction is different. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even trying to like sit here and say, well, you can just kick it if you just don't know. I'm not saying that because addiction is a monster. I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't understand the thought concept behind the vices. So you go drink and then all of your you drink to forget your problems. Well, you mm-hmm. make more problems when you drink and then you wake up the next day with a headache and your problems are still there. And you probably have more problems than you had the night before. Mm. And now you have less money. Like, I I w- yeah, I wonder, I wonder what that, like, I log, I'm logically, I'm with you. Um, logically, I'm totally with you. Uh, emotionally, I, like, it's like, I don't get it, but I sort, I, ca- I can't lie and say that I haven't had times where I wanted to just be like, oh, fuck it. And just try something crazy or mm-hmm. do something crazy. I mean, I don't because the logic like snaps in and they're like, dude, you got kids and a wife and stuff. You know what I mean? But like, there have been times where I'm just like, oh my God, it, like, it just hurts so much. I just need a break. I just need a break. What if I just, you know what I mean? Fill in the blank. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But I mean, at the same time, like I did Oh, this is okay. At one point in time, I did almost do heroin. Mm -hmm. So I also like at the same time that I'm like, I don't I don't understand. I also I also understand the the need. I understand the point where you get there. Right. Because there was a point in time, you know, after uh, after my husband left me where I was like, yeah, actually, I don't know if I can handle this. I, I don't know if I can raw dog this hurt. But I don't know if I can just wake up every day with my heart hurting the way that it hurts and function. Because, I mean, it was the kind of, like, pain that had done a physical number on my heart. Like, every single beat of the organ hurt. Like, the strings had, like, like hurt themselves, like, strained. And every single time my heart beat, it hurt mm. for, like, two weeks. And at one point, I was like, I can't handle it. Like, I couldn't go to sleep because my heart was physically hurting every single time it beat. Like, I don't know how to... Like, everybody says that and uses that metaphor. And they're like, oh, my, my heart was broken. Like, bitch, no, it physically fucking hurt. Like, this whole portion of my body hurt. And I have never, ever, ever felt like that. And, like, ever. I've never hurt like that. I've, I've had a lot of pain and stuff, but I've never had my heart hurt because it was beating and doing its job. And I was talking to a friend 
who was an addict and I was just like stressing to her about how I didn't know if I could make it. And she was like, um, well, I can come over for a minute and hang out with you. And I was like, yeah, that'd be good. She comes over, she hangs out with me and she, she had heroin with her. And I had always had this rule that I didn't want that in my house. I barely allowed drinking in my house, but like, if I want to have a bunch of adults over, yeah, y'all can bring your liquor, whatever. Um, but like, I don't like weed in my house in general, just because it's illegal. Whenever it is legal, I won't give a shit. Um, and she came in, she sat down upstairs in the bed with me, and I was that close. Like when I say I was that close, I mean she didn't shoot it. She would she would inhale it because she didn't she didn't like the vascular. Mm -hmm. um, part of it and uh when i tell you that i was this close <laughs> and i was like i know myself i know myself really 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 well i know that i have an addictive personality i know that i already have a genetic addiction so in my blood i already have a genetic code written predisposed for me to be an addict mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons that i don't do anything i'm not playing with fire I also know myself. Whenever I get hooked on something, I will do it until I drive it into the ground. I've been obsessed with the same book series since I was seven. I've been obsessed with the same TV show series since I was 12. I've been wearing this, this same shirt for the past nine years. Whenever I like something and like it a lot, I like make it a corporal part of my personality. I knew that if I inhaled that heroin, if I did it one time, I would let it kill me. But I knew the second that I was no longer feeling my heart hurt and I was no longer thinking about my, and no longer thinking about Shane and I was no longer thinking about what he did and no longer thinking about how I was going to get better and live in this house and deal with all of this shit that as soon as I got away from it and found a way to get away from it, that I would chase that and I would mm. let it kill me. And I just kind of put it back in the baggie and handed it back to her. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. That's scary. Bro. Mm. But like, that's how I understand <laughs> the thought process of that's how I, I understand. I understand you be like, it's too much. Like mm -hmm. something has to stop it. Like it's too fucking much. Right. And I, I get that. Um, so I understand how people become addicts. I really, really do. I'm an addict. I have an addiction that genetically predisposed to me. I understand. I just, I also, like, with a part of me that doesn't have all of that, that is just a sober person that lives in a world full of people overdosing every other day and watching her friends drink themselves to death, I'm like, but it's all still here when you come back. And that's another reason I didn't do it. Because yeah, for the half hour that I would have been high, it would have been it would have been gone. Mm. But then I also would have, you know, came off the high, needing to instantly get well again because I wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm. And I'd also be even worse off in my head because you are however old I was at the time, and you have gone this entire life without touching drugs, and you just did a big one. You didn't just mm -hmm. smoke weed or, or snort cocaine. This was heroin. Right. Like, this is not like, 
I had to, I did cocaine in a party once, or I smoked weed once, or I drank once. This is heroin. Like it's one of the big. It's like one of the big five. Right. Yeah. 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 I and, I, I feel you. Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that. And then I would have came back and realized that, and I would have been like, well, I'm a fucking piece of shit anyway. Might as well keep doing it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thomas up above. So, like, what, what don't you guys get about it? I, I mean, I think you, you, you did touch upon it. Like, you get the, the feeling. Like, then I said, mention the break or whatever. Um, but what um, I think, and this is just me conjecturing here. Like, why, like me and Chris are probably more averse to going down that path, and why it's harder for us as opposed to some others is because we are of the people pleasing um <laughs> people pleasing crowd for lack of a better phrase so like there there are people that are more uh hi welcome to people pleasers anonymous <laughs> seriously do they have a group do they have a group i would love that group but um like there are people that are more i don't want to say self-centered because that's that has a negative connotation to it but there are people that are more individualized. I'll say that. There you go. There are people that are more individualized in the way they act in the world and think and, and, and interact with people. And then there are people that are more tribal, who are more like checking in with people. How you doing? How you doing? You need something. Blah, blah, blah. Right? And so I get the sense. I can only speak for myself. I know I'm more tribal. Um, Chris seems very much like she's tribal as well and i think that kind of plays into the whole like why we won't end up why we keep raw dogging is because <laughs> ultimately we're like caring about the people around us so much that we're like as much as we want slash need that break um we know that if we do heroin or cocaine or like slut around or or whatever without consent you know what i mean and all that stuff if we just do whatever we want we're gonna hurt the people around us even though we would love a break we would really <laughs> we're tribal so we're gonna keep rock talking that sounds like <laughs> the tagline to a really 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 nasty porn video on red tube uh, it's not like a t-shirt but anyway, yeah, um, ah! <laughs> it has it has Remy in the back room, right? <laughs> raw dog, raw dog in it, tribal, and then we'll get the individual, uh, yeah. individualized shirts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So for the people that are more individualized, you know, they're more like, uh, not that they don't give a fuck about everyone, but on some level, they're kind of like, listen, I'm hurting really bad. I need that break alcohol 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 like get addicted to alcohol but you don't understand i need that break yes i care about you but you don't understand like i need that break where we're like oh but they need a break i mean i really really need one but i mean they need a break too you know maybe that's the difference i could be wrong but that's a huge part of it i think um i think so but also, you know, I think the fact that I think the fact that we're writers is also I think it's kind of a saving grace 
Like people don't realize it, but whenever you have something that you love, like a passion of any kind, it can be painting, it can be makeup, it can be writing, uh, drawing, bird watching, reading, uh, you're obsessed with TV, video game, blogger, whatever it is, whenever you have a passion that you can throw yourself into, like that becomes your break. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Whenever I'm so stressed out about stuff in the shop, I can't stand it. Like, whenever I'm creating something out of nothing that I can spin as magic, knowing that I'm going to be able to hand this to a 12-year-old kid and their whole face is going to light up, like, that makes me feel better. Um, I've told Julius, like, the past, like, few days, I'm like, man, I just need to write. A huge part is that I'm not having any time to work on Racing Wind, and I really want to finish this chapter because it's a really good one. And I got to sit down for, like, 45 minutes to an hour before I got on, the, on here for the podcast and I got so lost in what I was doing that I forgot that I was writing. Like, it just felt like I was just watching the world take place around me. And I forgot that I was sad. Um, so in a way, whenever you're an artist of any caliber, like your art becomes your break. Yeah. Like if I, if I hadn't started writing and like started writing as hard as I did when I did, like y'all would have been gone when I was 15. I was already done. Like I, like, I had seen enough of the world at 15 to know that I didn't want to see anymore. Yeah. Like, people had already been so cruel to me, and the world had already showed me that it was cruel. I already knew that the world was ugly and had teeth. I didn't need to see any more than that. And I would have probably equipped myself out, but I started writing instead. Yeah. Yeah, writing ooh, was like my saving grace as well. Saved my life. Yeah, it was my because it was like I couldn't get out the house. I was either I was either at school, work when I was old enough, uh, or church, or or inside the house pretty much. And so it was like it was like this just box. I'm always boxed in. And so being able to read and write enabled me to kind of like set my mind free for a while. I mean now now that I'm older and stuff like that, and especially now that my kids are older, I'm like, let me out the house, let me out. Let me out! Like, I'm just like, socialize! Like, I need to go! Like, I'm... <laughs> I want to be where the people are. Yo, I want to see, see them dancing. Twerking around. over there in that cage on the stage. <laughs> How will they twerk? How will they, <laughs> they turn? <laughs> I think that drag queen has some rug burn. How <laughs> of Wish I could be part of that thought. <laughs> no, that's good. No, but uh, no. but uh, oh, y'all. <laughs> She's like, I knew y'all couldn't keep it serious forever. But um, but uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Right. <laughs> so even for the writing, though, it is still just a break, though. You know, like, so whether it is writing, yes, writing is positive. So, like, it's it's helpful. It's good. It helps you get from point A to point B kind of thing. But at the same time, it's also not, like, taking care of the problem. It's not, like, hardwiring my brain back to where it needs to be. Like, that. that is my goal. Like, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to do. But I'm also scared because I'm, like, I don't know what that means. Will I become another person? Will what I? <laughs> what is my factory reset? Right. 
Ooh, I like the way you put that. Like, do I you like, rem do you remember how we talked like about the like the que random questions? You were mm -hmm. like, if there was a clone, would you like them? And oh. I was like, and I was like, no, because I don't want I don't want to meet a version of myself that right. doesn't have trauma, that doesn't right. have all this. Like, I would not have the mental illnesses that I have now mm -hmm. if it wasn't for like the basic trauma that I suffered as a child. Right. Because had I not suffered that trauma, I wouldn't have settled for the red flags whenever my ex-husband started showing them. I'd be like, okay, fuck you, bye. But I wouldn't have had the confidence to be like, no, I don't need you. But right. like, I would have confidence now if not for everything that I endured as a child. Mm. Like, people tell you, I read this thing, and it said that the voice that you use to talk to your children is what becomes their conscious as adults. Oh, interesting the voices that talked to me whenever I was a child <laughs> either made me even more of a child or made me hate myself. Ex yep. I'm it with was, you. there was no in between. It was you. either, Oh my precious sweet baby. Let me just keep you boxed in and away from the rest of the world. It's big and bad and scary and will eat you up. Mm -hmm. Or it was your fat, loose and weight. You're ugly. Why do you need to do something about that? Why do you look like that? Why are you this? Why are you that? Like, those were the voices that I grew up listening to. And as an adult now, you know what I tell myself? I'm ugly. I'm fat. I need to lose some weight. Why do I look like this? Why am I this? Why am I white? Why this? Why do I look like this? Why is this the way it is? Why am I this way? And I realized that, especially, like, more and more recently, that the way that I talk to myself is indicative of how my parents spoke to me. Mm. Right. Right. I feel that. No, I feel that a lot. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, the, um, the clone question was a tough one. I've not, I'll always remember that question. Cause it was totally random. It's not like it was planned. Like who, who are you without all that bullshit? And like, I, I, ha I came up with an answer. Um, I don't think, I don't, I can't remember. If, I don't, I think it was after the show. I don't think it was, it was during the show. But like I was kind of like working through it, like who would I be if I didn't have all that bullshit? And I kind of got like a snapshot, not the full picture, but kind of like a glimpse. And I was like, "Oh God, I think, I think I like that person so much more." How do but I you know, you know what's I... weird for me though, what is that there are aspects of that person that I love so much, and there's parts hmm. of her that I hate. Like, where's your compassion? Ooh. Like, the genuine, deep compassion. Right. Like, where is the, like, you know, I don't judge anybody for anything. Right. Like, I'm going to talk to you and have a conversation with you and then I'll make my assessment. Mm -hmm. Like, but that also comes from a life of being treated like shit just because someone didn't like me. Right. If you strip that away, if you strip away everything that got me to where I am now, what? am i like yes sure maybe i'm confident no matter how big or what i look like sure maybe i believe in myself sure maybe i think i'm hot shit mm -hmm. but also i bet that i wouldn't stop and give a sandwich to the homeless man on the corner I'm, at that point i would have never been homeless or close to homeless Right. Like, if you remove all of the building blocks of the things that got me to where i am yes there's a lot of good because I'm sure that I would believe in myself and love myself and 
I would probably compliment myself and X, Y, and Z would have made it through school, wouldn't work in a restaurant, like all of the other things. But also bet that I wouldn't take in cats that have problems. I also bet that I wouldn't reach out to people who are undesirable because I too am undesirable. Like I do not think I would be a writer or a poet or a lover to any extent that I am now because all of the all of the good and the bad have to correlate in some manner. But do you do you think that then you would like one thing you don't have to do this or even consider it, but like um kind of like finding a balance between who you are now, like the good. It's kind of like throw out the bad, keep the good kind of thing. So like finding that balance between like who you are now, keeping all the compassionate and the kindness and everything, but at the same time, like also taking a bit of that clone person and showing yourself more like self-care and self-love and trying to take more charge of the things that were taken away from you, especially in childhood. I, yeah. If, if I could merge those two ideologies, like I feel like I would be such, <coughs> such a better person even. Mm. Um, Cause like, and it sucks because like, I always tell my goddaughter every time that I see her, how beautiful and smart she is. I give her a physical compliment and a non-physical compliment. And I do that for my friends, too. And, like, looking back on things that, you know, I remember as a child is that I don't remember my mom being kind to herself. I don't remember my aunt being kind to herself. To this day, my aunt refuses to take pictures with me unless I beg her. Because she's like, you don't want to see a picture of your old ugly Aunt Kathy. Mm. And, like... That was how it was my whole life. My mom, too, was, oh, you're fat, ugly mama. My mother was beautiful. She was beautiful. Was she fat? Yes, yeah, she was. Was she beautiful? Yes, yeah, she was. And, like, if I had grown up listening to this fat, beautiful woman say that she was fat and beautiful, maybe I would think I was fat and beautiful, too. Like, I refuse to let jordan ever hear how much i dislike myself like yeah. if whenever she gets older and she wants to watch this podcast and she wants to hear what i have to say she can listen all she wants but i have never once demeaned myself in front of her every time that i'm around her and her parents i'm always telling her dad how good looking his he is i always tell her mother how beautiful her eyes are i always give them like non-physical compliments because like those will like and jordan because of that believes in herself right. like because jordan was raised with people that didn't cut her down and didn't cut down on themselves or each other around her she has no connotations of that negativity in her mind like she is confident she is beautiful she is smart and she believes that and that's what I, you know, that's something that I feel like is a good mark to have left on the world. Um, but also looking back on it, you know, I think about it and I think about it really, really hard. Like if I had a child of my own, mm -hmm. uh, um, I would never like if I was playing with my kid or whatever, and she's like, mama, you so pretty. I would never be like, no, I'm not. Like I do whenever adults tell me I'm pretty or give me a compliment. And I'm like, uh, no. 
Like, I would never do that. I'd be like, yeah, I am. But, like, if I could do that in front of my child for the sake of my child, why can't I not do that for myself for the sake of myself? Mm. Why can I not do that? It's so infuriating. It's because we don't love ourselves. We... Right. I mean, again, speaking for me, even though I'm assuming for you too. It's but, probably for both. <laughs> but we, we don't my love proxy. ourselves. Right. <laughs> no. We I, don't, am my, we don't I, am my num- I am my number one not fan. I'm my anti-fan. Same. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm uh, the most critical of myself. And, and, but you want to show the people around you the love that you wish was afforded to you, you know? and pour myself into other people but that's what should have been done for me exactly exactly and so this 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 is this becomes a a real uh, enigma for us because we're we because we are tribal we are like people pleasers and we're pouring our love into others but we we also want that love but to get that love it may require a journey of recovery that may essentially change to, at least to the exterior world, who we are. I mean, it, would, it might gain us confidence on the inside, feel good about how, who we are on the inside, but no one was seeing the full inside of us anyway. So what people will really see is an exterior change. And then that becomes a problem because we're so tribal and we're such people pleasers. Can we deal with how other people will see us on the outside now? This, like This is like the paradox. You know, like this is the problem because... Like, people tell you, like, how much they love you and, like, oh, it's unconditional and, oh, I don't care if you change, blah, blah, blah. But if, what if, but what if I did change, though? Like, what if, I, what if in my journey of self-care and recovery, I did change not, like, I was always me. It's just now I'm not a people pleaser as much. I'm not as tribal. And you don't like that because you're not getting all the benefits. It, is that okay? You know, is that okay now? How much do you really love me? Do you love me enough to let me go? Do you love me enough to stick it, stick through that, that change with me? That's a hard question because then they got to come face to face with who they are and what they want. And if they actually want to be friends or lovers or whatever with this person. That's some scary I, stuff. It is scary. But, you know, so a tree is growing, you know, a pine tree is growing in the forest, right? Mm-hmm. So they cut that tree down. That tree is taken off to a mill or whatever, sawed down. That lumber shipped off. Some guy finds it by the side of the road, takes a log home with him, and transforms it into this beautiful figurine. Now, whenever he shows this beautiful figurine to people, He's going to say, no, this is pine because at its core, it's still pine. Mm-hmm. Like as long as like the found, I mean, like the critical, like the most basic bare naked foundation of who you are is still there. Mm-hmm. And somebody loves that of you, then, then you can't be lost. Like as long as whoever, whatever it is in any situation is willing to grow with you as you're transformed into this figurine, which is, 
probably a better version of yourself than you were than when you were than you, when you were a piece of lumber by the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Like at this point, you are a finished, polished masterpiece that was crafted by someone that loved you. And if they can't appreciate that, then they don't belong there. And it sucks because like it sucks to outgrow people what you love. It mm. does. It so fucking does to outgrow people that you love. Right. But they either have to understand that and respect it, or they don't belong in your life in a capacity whatsoever. Right. Like, I am not the person that I was when Charles met me. I'm not. I was so much more fragile mm -hmm. and so much more, like, ashamed mm -hmm. of who I was. And I am loud. I am unapologetic. I am the pansexual polyamorous ginger queer creature that I am. I am a writer and a poet and a lover and someone who cries at everything and i'm not afraid to say that and charles has but but the person i am inside has never changed and charles has loved that through its entirety and i think he loves me now than he did when we first got together because this is actually who i am the authenticity yeah like am i working out some stuff like one day with all of my might like all I want one day is to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? You're pretty today. And like, hold that in my head and go out and have a day without makeup on, without the dress, without the whole nine yards and be like, I am pretty today. And I get to exist as pretty and that's okay. And not let that waver from my mind for a second. But as I am now, because I don't, I am not worthy of pretty or worthy of love when i'm 40 pounds lighter i am not worthy of pretty or worthy of love when i have makeup on when my hair is done i am worthy of pretty and love now like right now as i am 210 pounds double chin acne hair's fucked up all of it i am worthy of that right now hmm. and i have to learn that that's something that i have to do with myself yes but yep. Charles already loves me as I am right now with the doubt and with the fear and with the negativity and the voices and the, the voices of my parents telling me all of the things that I didn't need to hear as a child. And he's going to love me more whenever one day I finally get to walk away from that. And I know it's there. Like, I know it's there. It's there because I want it to be like I manifest it like I want it to be there. Mm -hmm. I can't reach it yet, but it's a goal for me. And I think the fact that it is a goal at all means that it's obtainable. Right. right. I wouldn't think it and want it and need it if it was not something I could do. I'm just not there yet. Right. Right. And I and 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 one one thing I love about you is that you are authentic, which is which is awesome. I appreciate that in people. Uh, um it's rare and because everybody's fronted <laughs> and i'm one of those fronters i'm one of those people i'm getting way better um but like i you know i grew up in a you just had to be a certain way you just had to be a certain way you had to look dress a certain way act a certain way talk a certain way and your whole life all the way including um the afterlife is laid out for you like, this is what you got to do. Your life does not matter at all. You don't matter at all. All that matters is God. 
and how you serve him and the people around you. Obey your pastor. Obey the deacons. Obey your father and mother. Obey, obey, obey. You don't matter. And so for the longest time, you know, no matter what feelings I would have or anything, I am sticking to the script that has been put laid out before me. And it is only relatively recently, relatively, that, you know, like four years or so, that I am slowly taking charge of my life and who I want to be and being okay with it. Like literally it wasn't until like even a few days ago that something clicked in me that it was like, you know, you're changing and you might be making some decisions that some people might not like in the future or whatever, but that's okay because you, you're thinking it through, you need this for your growth, for for your health, whatever. Because I was I was more than willing to be the martyr. I was more than willing, like I was there. I was right there. I was just waiting for the right weather conditions. That's all I was waiting for. I had my plan and everything. I was like, let's go. I was I was happy to die. I was actually happy. Like it was sad, but I was actually happy. Like when I like once I was out of all the church stuff and I was like, you know what, I can actually go off script a little bit and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to hell if I, like, take my life. I was so happy because I was told, like, you take your life for going there. And then when I realized. Oh, one-way one ticket, you're done. Yeah, one-way ticket, you're done. So that kind of kept me from not doing it earlier. But once I realized, like, oh, my God, you know what? I think God will have mercy on me or I won't actually go to hell if I take my life. I was ready to go. I was I was happy. I was, I cannot stress to you how happy I was. I cried. I was so happy because I was like, finally, it's over. It's fucking over because life sucks. And I had my plan. I was just waiting for the right conditions, just waiting. And then it, the conditions weren't coming. And I was like, this is shitty. <laughs> like, come on. God like, said no. <laughs> <laughs> like I was waiting for the, for, for it to snow. And, and then it happened to be a season where it wasn't really snowing much. Like I needed it to snow a bunch. I needed it to snow enough. I had I had a tree picked out. I had like the road picked out. I was waiting for it to be slick. It was gonna be I was gonna be a beautiful death. It was people were gonna be like, oh, gone too soon. Nobody would think the wiser I take my life. I wasn't gonna leave a note or anything like that. I was just gonna be like, oh, random. He went to go see a movie or some shit and never returned. Like it was gonna be beautiful. I had it down. And when it didn't happen. You know, you go through all the pain again, like, God damn, I don't want to live. Like, blah, blah, blah. But then you start realizing, like, you know what? I do want to live, but what changes do I have to make to live? You know, like, I'm like, because here's the dilemma now, because it's like, okay, if I'm going to live, what? What do I need to live? What kind of person may I become to the outside? It's still me internally again, but to the, to the people that know me, to the people that, oh, we've known them a long time and all this stuff. Who, who will I become in their mind? And that scares me because I'm such a people pleaser. I'm so tribal. <laughs> Thomas said, I would have been so sad, but you wouldn't have, you would have been sad, but you would have been like, you, 
you wouldn't have known like, oh, this was suicide though. My, my cousin died in that tragic accident. You guys remember that? The, the, there was snow, the slope, uh, like, like the, the street was wet. Like he didn't see that black I, eyes. Like fuck. I, oh, I miss him. But it, that, but that was a sadness I was willing to give to people over I killed myself because that's sadder to be like, wow, he wasn't happy. He wasn't whatever. So, but she, but she was, seemed fine. Was always mine. <laughs> but every, but everything was fine. Right. She seemed. I, I didn't know anything was. That's the. I didn't know anything was wrong. When, um, I did attempt. I've attempted suicide like five times. I honestly don't have an ac- actual number. I forgot. Lost count. The ID ate it. Whatever you want to say. But the one time that I got really close and took a bunch of pills and was like hazy out of it on the floor, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like the darkness ascending, like I kept being convinced that I heard a woman speaking to me that I, I I don't know. I was, I was gone. Um, My friend, (laughs) my friend just knew something was wrong. I guess he had woke up, had a bad feeling um you know how you how we always say that like i like bruja like me with my witch sense like uh-huh. he he had the witch sense too but it was just for me and his sister nobody else alive and he um he said that he woke up and had a bad feeling and something with my tether you know how i told you that like i have a tether with certain people like, i i learned all of this for, from him and he drove over to my he drove slash ran i don't remember he was trying to drive and then um his car broke down so he walked the rest of the way walked slash ran climbed in through the window in my room which i always had open when i was home i liked the fresh air like he cut the screen climbed in through the window and went into the bathroom and picked me up off the floor and called 911, all of that. I vomited. He made me vomit like a large amount of the pills, which I don't even remember almost any of this because I was out of it. I remember throwing up like a little bit. I remember hearing him talk to me like a little bit. And I remember the hospital. And um, he said, what the fuck were you doing? And I was like, I, um, <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Like dying? <laughs> yes, um, not non-living? Um, right. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't, I said, I just didn't want to be here anymore. I was done. And he was like, I didn't even know anything was wrong. And like the look on his face, because he was like, I had no idea. He was like, you were this fucking bad, Chris. Like you were this bad. And I didn't know anything was wrong. It was like, I'm a terrible fucking friend. I was like, no, I didn't tell anyone. Right. Like, this makes me feel even worse. Like, now you're mad at yourself. Like, you should have just let me die. Right. Like, like, I'm, like this is even, worse. Right. Even then, you're like, no, don't be, don't be. Right. That's, that's our curse. That's our curse. And, like, after <laughs> I was trying to despawn, pal. But, like, after, you know, he got done being mad at me, um, he was like, bro. <laughs> he said, he said, Chris, he's like, I didn't. So let's talk to me next time. And I was like, I, I'm fine. Uh, I'm not going to do it again. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, yada, yada, all the bullshit, you know. Went back to my life, and I was like, didn't tell anybody. You know, I told everybody that 
I had been in the hospital because I was sick and I was fine. I didn't even tell people like this is probably the first time that anybody outside of my family and like Charles has ever heard me tell this story um, because I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want anybody to be worried about me. Like the five people that gave a shit about me, I didn't want for them to worry about me. And, you know, I was fine for a long time. Attempted it again. I tried to hang myself that time. That didn't work. This rope just snapped. So I was like, okay, God said no. Um, ow. Also, I had rope burn. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have ever had rope burn, but it hurts like a bitch. And it's really hard to hide. Um, I wore turtlenecks for like three weeks. Um, it's just... Bro, it just sucks because... Like, I mean, like, what's wild, though... <laughs> Is that like I feel like the depression that I feel now is like mm -hmm. it's the second worst I've ever had in my life. Like I don't know why, but this particular spell these past ten days has been like some of the worst depression I have ever felt in my life. Like top three, top three, and or top five. <laughs> the angel said, "Girl, if you don't get down from there, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> um, this is like. The top five I'm ever saddest I've ever been in my life, but like, despite the fact that I am like nine out of ten depressed, I don't think I'm hitting that ten. Like, I don't want to go anywhere, and it's so weird because like, not only do I not want to die, mm -hmm. which is a really weird thing because I've never not known a life where I haven't just wanted a way out. Which is which is which is awful to say, but like what, what, I, no, I, I didn't think I'd make it this far, motherfucker. I didn't hey, think I'd be here this long. I like I didn't ever think I'd make it past twenty. Now I'm almost thirty. Like this is incredible. <laughs> but I like I don't want to die. And not only do I not want to die because I don't want to hurt my friends, I don't want to die for the first time in my life because of things for me. Mm, yeah. Like I don't mm. want to die because I now have friends that I love and I want to spend time with. It's not even I don't want to hurt you guys. I don't want to hurt you guys. I don't. But also, like I want to have tea with Micah. Like whenever I finally get that last thing for her birthday present that I ordered like four, four and a half months ago, I want to put that in a box. I want to ship it to her. I want to know that she got the box and that she was happy with the things that I got her for her birthday and that they meant a lot to her. I want to see how our role play finishes. I want to see Julius again. I want to hang out with my friend. I, I look forward to my podcast with my with my best friend. Like I, I want to go on this trip to California and be – Luca and Ren and hang out with Misty and Charles and I want to work at my job around the people that I like being around. I want to see Meredith. I want to watch Jordan and Ben grow up. Like I actually have things in my life that I want to be here for. I want to get married again. And this time I want it to be forever. And I'm not going to miss that. I want to wear a pretty dress. And I want to be a pretty princess. And I want to marry someone who loves me. And I'm not letting anything take that away from me. Not even me. I got things to do, motherfucker. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not this time. God damn it, Chris. I thought I was going to make it through this without tears. Oh, man. Oh. I got to go have coffee with Trisha. <sighs> I got to go to the Wizard of Oz Museum. I gotta publish this book and the next one and the next motherfucking one and I gotta keep going until I am there until people can look until I want my name to be a household name motherfucker and it's gonna be but I gotta be here for it <laughs> I love that <Ugh! laughs> I, got, I haven't finished House of the Dragon yet it's really good so far <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished House of the Dragon yet uh... God damn it, Chris. <sighs> I gotta take Russell to the zoo. <laughs> He'd love it. I got stuff to do. <laughs> Mike could get fucked. To... She's like, I gotta come to your wedding and talk shit about you. You gotta be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. No, that's beautiful though. I'm so happy for you. But like, don't you kind of agree? Like, don't you kind of agree? Like, aren't there things right now in your life that you want to do and be alive for? Yes. The hesitation really freaked me out, buddy. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm working through things. I'm working through things. Like, um. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um. Like, okay, <laughs> this is this is kind of rough. Um, okay, so from, I love, I love, I love everything you said, and um, you gave a lot of great specifics. Um, mine's is a lot more vague. A lot of the specifics I would give up, I'm still confused about, to be honest, only because they're still tied into, like, a sense of duty. Okay, so, like, I love my kids. I love them. I love them so much. I would die for them. All that stuff. I love them. But at the same time, I know something is wrong there because I was going to take my own life knowing that they were there, that they were still around. Do you know what I mean? So there's a, I recognize there's a problem there. You know what I mean? There's like, a disconnect somewhere. There is a disconnect. Yes, there is a disconnect. Cause I can't just say, I want to see like, Russell grow Russell and Isaac and all of them grow up and so I can't I can't just say that because I was going to end without them there or I was gonna I was gonna end my life even though they were there so like and and I know that comes from the childhood thing I know that like I know that disconnect comes from the whole this world doesn't matter thing I I know it does I know I keep people at arm's length because I'm like when I was in the church, it was like, if they're not in the church, they're going to hell anyway. So like, why, why are you even, why even bother? Why even bother with them? You're not even supposed to be talking to people that are outside the church anyway. So even though you would love someone, you would still have, there would still be that disconnect. Like you don't invest fully in them. 
And so like, even when I have had my children, like I love them so much, but at the same time, there's like this, there is this disconnect. There's this disconnect to like, it, like there's strong connections, but there's also a disconnect to everyone that I know because, you know, there, because it's like, I, I can't connect. I can't do that because if I connect, then I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It, it's because if once you have invested like so much time and love into somebody to know that at the end of the day that you won't be with them for all eternity, that they're going to rot in hell is an unbearable thought. Yeah. It's yeah. unbearable. Yeah. So I, I feel like I'm just out of practice. Like I, I'm not even in practice with like forming I'm getting better at it, but I, I feel like like it's um, so. In short, what I'm most what's keeping me going right now are possibilities. I can't say stuff specifically, but I finally have like possibilities of like like oh I can I can actually get better and. I can actually be like a better friend or a better person or by taking care of me in a weird way. And so like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes, I guess. And I'm, I'm, while I'm also working really hard on trying to form genuine connections with people, like, I love you, Chris. Like, I really do. Like you're, you're like, you're like, like I've met you so late in life and we haven't known each other long, but I'm just like, damn, like Chris is like that's my piece. best friend. And 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 so it's hard because I like have all these emotions for you and stuff. And then you know the old the old whatever thoughts and stuff like that are like, nah, but listen, she she listen, she gonna kind of like what you'd be saying to me. I'm she a rotten hell. She gonna talk <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even that. Witch! I'm over that. Witch! Like, <laughs> Witch! <laughs> bruh! 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 <laughs> I'm going to get sick of you. Yeah, you're going to get tired of me. You're going to leave me, whatever. I don't know. Yo, but like... I pitch so much more than you. Like, I pitch <laughs> so much more than you. I just, it, it's been annoying to me. God bless Ooh. you. I bitch so much. It's been annoying. It's, I'm allergic to it. No, you're allergic to all that bullshit. <laughs> but um, oh my god, I'm about to sneeze. God bless you. I'm sorry to anyone listening to the podcast version. Man. <laughs> Probably sounds like like who got shot outside. Oh no! Who got Uncle Billy? No, but um, Damien, <laughs> I got sick of Russell not having kneecaps. <laughs> They're like, we need to put it into that. We're gonna put a cap in that board, but it ain't no new cap. Oh my lord. God bless, honey. Oh, what's going on? You get um, some of that Misty's residual danger through the camera? Seriously. Where's that cat? Down here. <laughs> God bless you! What is happening to me? <laughs> Anyways, um Yeah, so I'm trying. Wow, I'm I'm not okay. Maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, possibilities. I'm working through things. Um, 
I don't know what this means. It's just, it's just like me being the good, the good friend, the good, whatever, the good, whatever, you know, to whoever you are. Um, it just hasn't worked out to, for me all the time. Like I've had like good friends where I'd be like, like the perfect friend. And then it'd be like, all right, well, I had my good time with you like deuces, you know? And it's just like, well, damn, like <laughs> maybe I should be a little, little more selfish. Like God, like apparently don't leave either way. I mean, I told you every friend that I ever have is like, yeah, fuck you. Bye. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Trisha said it's the unaliving demons trying to expel themselves from your body. <laughs> the unaliving demons. <laughs> Unalive. Woo! The non-living demons. Um, but, but I'm but I'm, I'm in a good place right now. I want to hold on to. This I hope thing. I'm the point five friend, Trisha. Am I the point five? But I mean, okay. So even if like. It has to be the most minute, stupidest fucking thing you can think of. Every day, mm -hmm. I need you to write down on a piece of paper, in your notebook, on your phone, send it as a voice message to me, to yourself. One reason you want to live to see the next day. Or one reason that you just can't, if, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to. I need for you to find, I don't want to die. I just don't want to be dead today. Like the smallest thing. It can be so stupid. It can literally be, I haven't watched Satan's little helper yet. <laughs> it can be, I've been promising Chris that we were going to watch. Um, what was it? Uh, Mommy did and dearest together. We haven't done that yet. True. We haven't. Cadaver's not out yet, but I literally need for you to come up with one small thing each day for why you don't want to die. And at some point it will get, it, it won't, it'll just happen. You won't even know what happens and it'll go from, I don't want to die to a reason I want to keep living. I saw it. Just ignore it and keep going. We need to get episode 69 of the podcast. We haven't got there yet. Can 69 be like another like sexual episode, like the one about the literature, but it's like bad sex scenes in TV shows or something? Oh, that's not, oh my God. Yes. That scene for fucking drag me to hell whenever the old fucking woman like grabs right. onto her face and is like, we'll do special ones for each of the special numbers. It'll be like, I oh, like we're it. on episode 69, we're on episode like 420, <laughs> episode 666, episode like, Ooh, we're skipping episode 66. <laughs> episode, uh, oh, wait, you can do that by yourself. Um, <laughs> but Micah, I said one reason Thanksgiving mac and cheese, get out of here. There you go, but. But okay, like, I know that everything's rough right now and confusing, but literally doing that one small thing helps so much. And like, make it like, and but like, look, make that your reason. I literally told you whenever I was super bad after Shane left me, when I found out my friend was pregnant, that I wrote down in the book every day. But okay, it was like, okay, well, her appointment's coming up. We got to make sure she makes it the first trimester. Yay, she made it the first trimester. We've made it. Okay, well, now we get to find out what gender the baby is. Yay, it's a boy. Now we got to see what name she's going to pick out. Like, literally, 
literally her pregnancy saved my life because I would look in that book and be like, he's not here yet. I got to keep going. I have to, I have to see this kid. That's so sweet. And then my friend Kayla got pregnant. And then I was like, like she's struggled with, with infertility and she had a miscarriage. And then, and then like I lived vicariously through her. And I, I, I like listened and every single time that she had um, like an ultrasound, like she sent me the pictures. I wanted to see, I wanted to know, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to hear how everything was going. And I got bad again. And I was like, no, don't you do this. You got to stay here and you got to see Carly. Like I made myself keep going for these little things that became big reasons. Mm-hmm. And like, before you know it, like they're not even... They're, they're not even you're not even crawling anymore you're walking and then you're not walking you're running and then all of a sudden like yeah it's bad right now but you're like i'm just bad right now but like, i'm telling you all i'm okay like i'm really depressed but i'm okay like i'm gonna be okay tomorrow i'm gonna wake up tomorrow i'm gonna i'm gonna wake up next week i'm gonna keep going because i'm just bad right now but i'm okay and like you get to a point where where you feel that it's no longer all encompassing and suffocating and life draining like all of a sudden you realize that you're going to be okay <laughs> like i'm just sad today and it's okay to be sad today but you better be sad tomorrow <laughs> there's got to right. be a tomorrow we got shit to do Quentin. yeah yeah we got stuff to do. I know you're serious when you use the government name. <laughs> we got zoos to go to, and we got other lunches to have. We got like at least two series we have to, at least two books we have to write together. The, like, the, po- the podcast, honestly, the podcast be saving my life too. It helped, <laughs> it helped way more than I ever thought it would. I thought it was just going to be something that it was like. I mean, that was stupid. Yeah, like, oh, that was nice for an episode or two. I don't want to do it again. But no, it, like, it, it's really good. It's helpful. It, it actually is. Um, so I do like that a lot. And um, no, like I, like, I am doing okay right now. But yeah, I, I do need to find more specifics. It's, oh, did it's, you see what Micah said? How am I going to join Fantasy World without you here, Julius? How? Oh, it's so good. Oh. Look at that. No, it's just my stupid brain. Because, like, because like you know, again, growing up, it was just like, listen, you don't need nothing in this world. You got Jesus. That's it. That's all you need. Jesus. And then you're going to see Jesus after you die. And then it was like, and then when you don't have the church anymore, you're just kind of like, well, damn, if I don't have Jesus, what if? what I got, you know, because it was even like little things like we couldn't, we didn't celebrate Christmas. You know how much I love Christmas now? I love Christmas. Christmas like, is amazing. The lights in the, in the, in the, oh, thank you, Charles. Charles love you. Thank you. But yeah, I love, I love, like, I'll be playing music like all day. You've got to come see Christmas lights. down here sometime. It's we have weird. a, in Ashland, um, we have something called the Winter Wonderland of Lights. And it's the entire park. 
and there's just these giant light display that the city puts on. And it's wild because people come from like all over the fucking country to see it. And it's like, wow, welcome to Trashland. Every other day, there are people overdosing on the corner and trash everywhere. But if you look to your left today, you will see the Winter Wonderland of Lights. Yes, that's a train. Would you like to go choo-choo? Like, I mean, it's it's really pretty. Or, you know what you gotta do? You gotta go to um, Winterfest at Kings Island in Ohio. It's probably in the middle way point of okay. us. You gotta go do that. It's magical as fuck. Charles and I go every year. Beautiful. That sounds so fun. Like that. Oh, like that sounds so amazing. Like I need to have more adventures. I need to explore more. I need to just, I need to just get out of. I just need to get out. I need. To, I just it that, like when we were talking about the clone thing and who who we would be, I realized like I'm an explorer. I am an explorer, and I got to explore. Like I have to go see and do everything i mean not heroin but you know what i mean (laughs) i mean not heroin but i mean we'll wait for that till i'm like 95 or something but um (laughs) where it's like we don't give a fuck now anyway but um oh uh trisha julius is in pennsylvania i'm in kentucky you're in michigan daisy's in in tennessee amber's no not amber who's the other one we're all kind of in a general. We're all pretty close, aren't we? Kind of, te- sort of. We kind of all are. There's somebody else. I fucking forget who it is. I don't know where. I forget where Micah is. Mike is yeah, pretty close to me too. Charles, well, you're in Kentucky. Fuck off! I didn't know that. <laughs> you're actually in the next room. <laughs> he said, he said I'm in Kentucky. <laughs> Probably in my elder years, yeah. Like if, if they're like they're Julius, like Julius, that's the last episode. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be like they're gonna be like, Julius, you have you have stage four cancer and a whole like ultra diabetes, super duper uh <laughs> like a whole bunch of diseases and stuff. Like, dude, I don't even think you're gonna live for two more days. Like you you going out and I'm the heroin. Bring me to heroin. Wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? What? 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I was like, get, get my microphone, get my software loaded up. We're filming our last episode. <laughs> I'm taking the heroin. <laughs> oh, so look at that. Uh, Mike is actually in New Jersey. It's pretty close to you. Yeah, that's not bad. Don't know where Pennsylvania is. It's not that far from Michigan. There's like Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, something like that. <laughs> what did Peeball say? <laughs> he said he said he likes heroines in his books. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what that's what Pop Pop was saying. <sighs> Nothing about. <laughs> I like heroines and heroin. You know. People, people, you don't want the hairy. <laughs> Somebody get this man. But yeah. I, we forgot about uh, Indiana. It's Indiana than Ohio. Indiana. Okay. What goes yeah. on in Indiana? Is there even anything? It's like Wyoming. What goes on there? Like, what is it? Uh, Kentucky has horses, Pennsylvania has wolves. And chocolate. Ohio has drugs. So you see, has Dolly Parton. 
dollar pa- yeah i got i gotta like travel all over all right Woo. we need to go on a like friend retreat and just go travel a bunch of places yep for real but i'm sorry i love new england i know you hate it because you grew up there but listen we start at the top at maine and we just drive down and then go straight across. Come on, man. During fall, All right. No, I'll go to I'll go to Maine. I'll go to Maine. Have you been to Salem? No, I'll go to we'll Salem. Go to, we'll go to Salem. I'll go to Salem. You Let's love just it. stay away it's from so, Connecticut. I really hate Connecticut. Oh, I hate Connecticut. Right, Alex, cute. Expensive, but cute. I don't know why it's expensive. It's like the size of a pea, but okay. <laughs> So yeah, um, so for everyone that is uh, listening to our, our cry session over here, um, we're, I also want to leave you with, well, not leave you, but um, apparently there's some things that if you are going through trauma that you should make sure that you do, and I guess I'll try to take note as well. Uh, number one is get closure. Whatever that could happen, okay. <laughs> Dad's dead. Husband left. Um, no closure. Okay. One of my abusers died a couple years ago. That was cool. Uh, that I was. Guess. <laughs> um, they said in the in the case that um, in the case that Chris was just talking about, um, you could write a letter. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. I have no idea. I'm gonna I, write a letter. Writing Dear a letter, sound, writing a letter sounds Royal to me, but Hampton. maybe it works. Have you ever done that? Mm-hmm. Writing a letter. I wrote one in such a bitch on fire, and it was the best feeling ever. Uh, maybe I need to write a letter. I mean, do it. Like it does help. Like I don't think it cures everything, especially if people are still living. Like if they're dead, it helps. Okay. But if they're still living, it's like, okay, I just wrote you a letter. <laughs> Guess what? You're still walking around being a piece of shit and breathing my air and like living on the same planet as me. How dare you? So, <laughs> I mean, like, if they're dead, write them. I wrote a letter to my dad. I hope you burn in hell. Is how I ended it. <laughs> I hope you burn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um another thing is to uh hold on to positive experiences and negate the bad ones. Um kind of like goes into our brain with the hard wiring and stuff like that. Like if you recognize something is like something you're doing or an experience you're having is like super helping you out in your mental stability, then like perhaps you should lean into that. Um especially if it's not like negatively affecting the world, your world. Like, like writing. Exactly. Dude, that's why I'm trying to stop hating myself out loud. Because even if I, if I, even if I don't believe it, if I'm like, wow, I look pretty today. At some point, that's going to be a positive connotation. Right. At some point, it's going to be a positive reinforcement. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. We just got a ladder. <laughs> We just got a letter. <laughs> Chris's bitch ass daddy in hell over the letter and hearing, first off, fuck you. <laughs> like, dude. Devil's uh, like, ooh. <laughs> um, uh, it's a, uh, get counseling. You know, somebody that can help you work through it. Don't, yeah, ice, don't isolate. 
Do not isolate. Um, Julius, don't isolate. I know. I want to. I want to get out more. I need to get out more. I have been, but yeah. Take care of your health. Try to get rest. Balanced diet, exercise if you're able to. That's funny. <laughs> Become aware of your emotional triggers and learn to cope with them. Hey, I do cope with that. Yeah. I also have DID. Sometimes can't be helped. Learn how to let go. Fuck you. <laughs> what kind of advice is that? You just need to let go, honey. Just let it all go. It'll be all right. I promise. Just shut the go. fuck up. <laughs> and know know that your feelings are valid. Hey, what I always tell you: your feelings are valid. And you're allowed to feel them. <laughs> Woo, man. Chris going down this checklist like been there, failed that. <laughs> right? Like, who the fuck made this list? A, a rich white person named Stephanie next? Steph <laughs> I think it was Cheryl. Or something. <laughs> All right. Um, so, like, some other questions. Uh, what What strategies do you use to cope? I let myself feel things. I spent a lot of time, you know, because my dad didn't like it when I showed emotion. Like, he was like, you know, you have to be tough. Like, the world is cruel if you have to be tough, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, right? Someone who never felt trauma a day in their lives <laughs> made that fucking list, right? Thank uh, you, it, Micah. It, it did What's sound kind of basic. It did sound very basic. You're having an anxiety attack. Have you tried just not? Have you tried just not being anxious? Also, put some essential oils right here on your temple. It helps so much. <laughs> like, I had anxiety one time because I missed my yoga lesson, and I totally just put a little lavender right here and just stopped thinking about it. And then I was a-okay. It was for 4 o'clock, and I had to go to the 6 o'clock, which is ridiculous because like, yeah. I eat dinner at 6. I eat my... I eat my vegetables. So my kids can be in bed by 7.30. And then I go party. Not really. I go to Pilates. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> I need to go my house, so I have to bow out real You're quick. Fine. Bye. Okay. Oh, one of my nervous things, guys, is that I pick up my fingernails. I'm a habitual nail chewer. <laughs> and because my anxiety has been so bad um, the past week, I've tore my nail beds to pieces. So they are they are um but i was always taught you know not to show emotion so i'm like as a kid i got bullied a lot and i would try really hard not to show emotion so i would just be sitting here blank faced with like tears rolling down my cheeks because i didn't want anybody to see me cry so i would just be like mm, the tears just streaming down my face <laughs> charles stop um Charles said, when it comes to my feelings, I have a hard time with opening up. I usually keep my feelings in, which I'm working on, thanks to Chris. Gosh, silly. He's sweet. Um, so I kind of grew up, you know, with that mentality of not being allowed to feel my feelings. And then, people, of course, people called me a crybaby because I would just stand there with tears streaming down my face over everything. And I would get so sick 
of the fact that people called me a crybaby. And that one day I was like 15 and somebody was like, oh, you're going to cry a little baby. And I was like, yes, I fucking am. And you know what? I'm a crybaby. I cry over everything. I cry over how cute this cat is. I almost cry over Charles's comment. I cry because I love Julius. I cry because when I got this cup, it was super awesome. Like, bro, <laughs> I cry over literally everything. And you know what? That's okay. I am allowed to feel so overwhelmed with my feelings that they roll down my face as tears. I am allowed to feel that way when I'm mad, when I'm excited, when I'm happy, when I'm scared. I am allowed to feel my feelings because they are real and they val they're valid and they matter. And I spent 20 years of people making me feel like I couldn't feel my feelings. And now I feel everything so much more so much more deeply. And I make sure that my friends know, you know, that they are allowed to feel their feelings. And that their feelings matter. I'm looking at you so hard. <laughs> you are allowed to feel the way that you feel. Well, you have been very helpful with my emotional side more than you know. Um, That's even what like Charles what Charles said in the comments too. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like what Charles was saying. Like more, more than you know, you've helped me. Hi, Grin. Want to be more authentic and. Um, know that my feelings are valid and stuff like that oh my god i do hate crying though i mean i'm i i do i do always feel better after it's done like but in, the want... <laughs> Go ahead. in the moment i hate it like y'all want to hear some bullshit i'm really upset that i just like broke down and cried on this podcast over wanting to be a pretty princess in my wedding dress but you want to hear something crazy what i feel marginally better Look, I'm at like a six right now out of 10 in the depression scale. And I was Yay. at a nine earlier today. Like, I feel like Yay. I can go function today. I feel like I can go to work tomorrow and go have a genuinely good day. Like, I'm actually smiling because I feel like smiling. Like, I feel marginally better because I got to feel my feelings. And they were validated. And nobody shit on me for feeling my feelings. Like, the fact that as an adult, like, I am now surrounded by adults who are safe. And that I can now be a safe place for adults to feel their feelings is a huge, huge accomplishment because we are literally a generation of, we're a generation of, yeah, you are baby, but I love you so much. Charles said he's an ugly crier and yeah, he really is. Um, I am also a terribly ugly crier when I get stuck in a bomb. <laughs> it's really bad. I have more chins in the Chinese dynasty. It's awful. Um, but <laughs> But, like, um, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, you, you were validated. You're an adult now. Or, yeah. or you're a brown adults that validate you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the, the thing about it is also is that whenever you let people feel their feelings, they become better people. Because we're a generation, like the millennials, the, the Gen Zs whatever was before millennials, like we are not boomers. Gen X? Gen X. Yeah. Gen X. Gen X, Gen Z. Yeah. And then no Gen X, millennials, Gen Z. Um, we are generations, three generations of people that are nothing but broken children masquerading as adults. 
So as soon as you give us a place where we are allowed to feel angry, because whenever I was five years old, my dad told me something that hurt my feelings. I'm still mad about it, but he doesn't remember. Like, or I was 13 years old and somebody called me fat and it's why I have eating disorder. Like you literally are encompassing and holding onto all of that. So as soon as you give an adult a safe place to be able to express those feelings where they aren't being judged and they're being loved and supported and not ridiculed, you all of a sudden are that kid again. Like whenever I was crying over being a pretty princess in my wedding dress, I was crying over like all the times in my life that I deserved to feel pretty and didn't get to. Right. Like, and that's, that's the thing about this generation that we are traumatized. We are as a unit traumatized and carp, 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 Oh my goodness. Carp, compartmentalize. That's, <clears throat> we are literally all of that as like three generations worth of people trying to not let anybody else feel that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's I know, and it's rough too because I know some adults, even some of the adults that have caused me harm, that I like I can see their pain, I can see their suffering, I know their history, like, and I want to be able to reach them and just let them know, like, it's okay, it's okay, you can let it out, you can, mm -hmm. you can, you you're not that abused kid or whatever it is anymore, like, you can start taking charge and stuff but then it's hard to also let people know that you might be a safe space for them because you're you're also doing the same thing they are you're kind of like i don't know if i'm a safe if, if i'm a safe space for them they don't know sp safe space for me so we kind of like all keep it in and kind of like test the waters until it's like okay all right no this person's cool you know what i mean like <laughs> And, and I think that's like one of your superpowers is that um, you're able to somehow get people to just <laughs> just talk to you freely. Like, I don't know how you do it exactly. You know, because again, like the stuff that I remember talking to you about when we had our first serious conversation, I'm like, I've not told anybody this. You know, that was I mean? literally how we started it. He was like, I haven't ever told anybody this, but I know I don't know you well, but paragraph, 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 paragraph. Right. <laughs> and I was and I'm like, like, I'm like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. <laughs> I literally don't know why I'm telling you this, but I have a question about this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you're explaining to me. And then I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And we're just connecting and stuff. And I'm just like, how did she do that? <laughs> yeah, my my best friend who passed away, Dazzlin, she used to she used to tell me that I have a a mama bear superpower, and it's the ferociousness. It's the don't fuck with people that I love, don't do it. It's the loyalty that I get where it's like if you were like, hey, I need you right now, that I would be there, and you know that. But it's also the you're having a bad day, sweetie. You need to talk, and I listen and genuinely listen and care mm -hmm. it's my mama bear complex it's a superpower but at the same time mom bear needs lots of love too looks like mama bear's got some love <laughs> that's true mama i got bear. you i got charles i got Rand. i got luca i got trisha and micah thomas a little bit he's coming around he's warming up <laughs> he's coming around he's warming up. 
Yeah. Climb into my bed. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> no, that part in that part in what was it? The fucking the Into the Spider Verse. Never. He was like, it comes out of you. Where else is it? Does it come out anywhere else? He's like, no. Why would it? Like, no, no, he's what, like, what do you mean? Like, I know. He's like, have you tried? He's like, <laughs> You're, but just, you're crying you, spider webs. What are you spraying all over the walls, honey? Oh, Mary Jane. That, no, no. Those are what? Those are webs, I swear. They're just okay, webs. because I thought you were just, you know, coming all over the walls here, like oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> we're childish. It's just a good thing. It's a good thing. You feel but, better? Good, good. Do you feel better? I do. I, you know, but uh, I do. I do feel better. I bet today. Today's a good day. Today was actually a good day. So, and I'm I'm glad I was. <laughs> they said, "Sir Julius, <laughs> like stop." But um, no, today today is a good day. Um. Taking back my life one piece at a time and see what happens. See where it all goes. As long as I get to be a part of it, wherever you go is good with me. Yep, you definitely will. You definitely will. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. But yeah, I think we're pretty much going to wrap up. I think it seems like. I think the crying is done. I almost made it, y'all. But Chris got me talking about the pretty princess at the wedding. Oh. <sighs> she got me. I mean, and you're going to be there. <gasps> oh, my God. I keep forgetting that I, I can be invited. What? Like, hold, 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 like I'm going to. Wait. I'm, you might cry again. Hold on. <laughs> Why? Why? What's I, going on? I have, like, no strong paternal or, like, male figures in my life. Would you walk okay. me down the aisle? Like, I don't have, I don't talk to my family, my brother or anything, a little bit today, which was weird. Um, and my dad is dead. Any of the paternal figures in my life that I've had have, like, cast me out because I'm gay and loud and weird. So, like, my my other male best friend. Is like, oh, my other male best friend, his name is Chris, but he's going to be one of Charles's groomsmen, so he can't do it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, okay. Like, you're either going to do that or you're going to be like. The like flower what? girl. Like, no, I'm no, playing. Like my, <laughs> I'm my, my bro of honor. <laughs> bro of honor. No, no but, that. No, whatever, I said do it. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever. However you want me involved, I'll be there. I mean, I'm I'm literally gonna have like a side of like bridesmaids and a side of brides bros. I I really like my male friends a lot. I want them to be there. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll even I'll even object if you want me to. Whatever you want me to do. <laughs> you have to do it like Shrek, like like Shrek though. I'll come, I in. Love it. <laughs> I'll come in. I'll come in on a motorcycle if you want me to. Just, just I object. 
Bro, look, Monica you're... said, I'm the flower girl. Know your place. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I object. Like, like this woman's my, she's like, bro, I'm Polly. I'm like, oh shit. I, I don't. I'll be like, can we discuss this like after the rat ass Kate comes out? Because like, right. I... damn. <laughs> That's like, fun. daddy, chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charles said that he loves you and that he's here for you if you need anything. Oh, thank you. I miss. Oh, how did I miss that? Well, thank you, Charles. Thank you so. Thank you so much. Charles is like a super sweet guy. I actually he's... like. An amazing person. Yeah, he, he's Charles. You're awesome. I can see Julius being the flower boy and doing this whole dance scene coming down. The... <laughs> I'd practice choreography and everything. <laughs> oh, I, I, you I, get a fistful of petals. You get a fistful of petals. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna salt bay the shit out of everyone. Oh. <laughs> okay, but actually, we're gonna have a Halloween uh, base wedding, so it's probably gonna be like bat confetti or some shit like that. Hey, that's all right. No, you know that's the beauty. Oh my gosh, my wedding was so whack. It was bro, mine was awful. It was so bad. I got married oh. at an Outback Steakhouse. What? I would have loved getting married at an Outback Steakhouse. I mean, it was after no. they were closed. No. Like. No. No. That's Okay. Yeah. There was no food, just cake. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Oh, wow. Yeah, for our wedding, we wanted to do, like, a potluck thing where, like, people are bringing, like, their best dishes and we'd have, like, a competition and shit for the reception. It was going to be fire because people could cook their asses off. Yeah, it was going to be cute. But then, but then the, the, the pastor at the church was like, no, you can't do that. You got to, like, cater and stuff and i'm like oh, all right gator you like controlled everything oh i gotta approve the list of music there will be no dancing at the wedding um it was a whole bar it was shit let me tell y'all some shit right now shit. just letting you guys know um i so i don't know how to twerk like i know i have all this ass and you will just assume that i'm able to pop it but i can't i can go side to side like shakira shakira but i cannot make it pop like there's no cardi b no, no, nothing going on back there. Okay? No, Megan Thee Stallion. What, so, what? What? Okay, but the reason that I was saying that <laughs> was you promised you wouldn't do it again. You lied. I, no, I didn't. Into <laughs> so, so wait. No, what I'm gonna do is all my friends know I can't twerk, and like whenever <laughs> it gets to the point where I'm gonna be like, okay, guys, I'm gonna twerk for the wedding now, and you all are gonna be like, okay, Chris can't twerk. But I'm going to take dance lessons like two months before I get married so I can actually learn how to do it and drop a whop. Like, y'all could just be like, <laughs> y'all see this whop? Oh, my. What? Oh, what? Oh, that's obscene. The pastor's like. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Father, He's Father. Like, <laughs> for what I'm about to do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> But all, but also, if I ever marry Luca, um, I want us to have a cottage core wedding. I think it would be cute. Oh, mm -hmm. little flowers and stuff would be super cute. Mm. <laughs> Charles, Charles. <laughs> Charles said, oh, I can't believe it. 
Like, I, I have this, like, in my head. Like, Charles and I know, like, I don't remember what we said we were going to do for the cake at our wedding, but it's going to be, like, un- like, a not traditional kind of cake. Um, And but if Luke and I ever get married, I want to have one of those cakes that have moss on them. They use, like, shredded coconut, you know, but it's not actually coconut or graham crackers. And then just, like, pat it on there like it's moss because you got to live moss. We're going <laughs> to... Yeah, I'm. <laughs> but it's live M O S moss. One day I'm gonna take you to like some place that has like a bunch of moss, and you're gonna be like that kid with the corn. I like moss. <laughs> what do you like about good. it? It's corn. <laughs> it's moss. I like it. <laughs> it's a, it's it's green shredded stuff with nuts. It's moss. It's moss. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Chris gonna be out here looking like molten. <laughs> Bruha. 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 How her no. ass cheeks do the? How she? How does she clap without her oh, hands? Celtic barefoot outdoor wedding. I'd be down. I'm revoking my future contract with <laughs> No, honestly, you know what be? You know what be really cool though? What? It'd be like I haven't fully formed the idea, but it's oh, something like. Micah, I just got a new art of Alderthorn. Please don't go. I haven't showed you yet. <laughs> It just just have like a huge party, but it's almost like it's like a wedding, but it's not. But it's a, it's like uh, like say like Trisha's like oh my wet my failed non-existent wedding or whatever. They'd be like, well, we're gonna throw a wedding for you, Trisha. You don't you don't even have to marry anyone. You can just right, just dress. have the party. We're gonna have the party, dance, and then whoever wants to get married, you can if you want to. We can have an officiant there, but you don't have to. Anybody that had a shitty wedding, you could like get remarried. And it, it'd be cool this time. You know what? Like I have never had that I would love to have. I think it would be. I never had a good prom. Can we throw like a fantasy world fake prom? That, that would be awesome. With the like with trashy the sh- music, with the, the shitty, shoddy shitty decorations. Dresses, yeah. Confetti. Like, like we literally got to hire like a high school class to come in and decorate and help in. us decorate. Yes, we we rent out an actual high school gymnasium. <laughs> we have like the punch bowl and with the rusty spoon. With the <laughs> it adds flavor. The the two questionable um chaperones that are in the corner, like right. They their quotas to yell at everybody <laughs> at least once. Right. I know grinding over there, and we're like, can Jesus fit between y'all? <laughs> Make some room for Jesus. Make some room for Jesus. <laughs> I'll be down for that. Oh, that's that hysterical. Amazing. I'm going to dress up as a minky. <laughs> I spelled that right. Parentheses. <laughs> Yo, can you imagine that? You got like your wedding dress and everything. And then you like turn the corner to go down the aisle. And at the end, you're like, God damn it. I don't think he was going to actually do it. He's just dressed as a big like minky. Just... I'm like. I mean, is it a dead mink at least? Because this is supposed to be a horror. It's supposed to be horror based. I'm really sick of this. Like, it's a mink that got bit by a zombie two days ago. <laughs> oh no! Okay, okay. okay so to uh, there was some information that I was going to give you guys uh, to make it like a lighter episode. So I'm going to use it to kind of to kind of close out. Oh, okay. Um, so. 
So there's this app. Uh, it's called Live 360. And you use it if you want to, like, track what somebody's doing. A lot of people, like, use it for their kids. Uh, you can put it on your phone. It, like, shows you on your, like, you all have the Live 360 app, and it shows you where they are. Okay. A lot of couples also use it because, like, they're insane. I don't get it, but okay. So Wait, to, like, share each other's location? Yeah. Like, um, you said that you left work 10 minutes ago, but you're actually says that you yeah, the super quick Steven. What's going on with the super quick Steven? Why are you at the super quick Steven? Okay, so, anyway. So, right, you said get milk. I'm getting milk. Um, so, yes, I'm telling the story. So, Charles's entire family has the Live 360 app. Like, his mom, his stepdad, his sister, uh, his sister's boyfriend, him, they all have the Live 360 app. So they can okay. keep track of each other, right? Okay. Because they just love each other that much. White people. Anyway, so um, whenever I went to Polaris and I was in Polaris for like <laughs> uh, the two weeks that I was in, I was up there, Charles's <laughs> mom was like, Chris, you really should download, download the 360 app on your phone so I can keep track of you. And I'm like, nah, Andrea, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm going to be at the, um, the store that I'm opening in Polaris, Ohio, and I'm going to be across the street in my hotel room. That's going to be where I'm in. Like that's, right. I'm sorry. Like that's just, that's just going to be what it is. And um, they're like, you should really download this app so we can keep track of you. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, buddy. Like you don't need to see what I'm doing. Like you just trust me. Mm -hmm. um, so Charles and I were driving the other day to go to Akron for a convention. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And his mom calls me, Bob, where are you going? She's like, where are you? What's going on? I'm like, how the fuck? And I realized she's looked at the app. <laughs> She's oh like, my god! You, she's like, where are you going? I am. I thought maybe we were taking one of the animals to the vet in, in Barbersville because we take our vet, our cats to the vet and help for animals in Barbersville. She's like, I thought maybe we were going to Barbersville. You went right by Barbersville. She was like, I thought maybe we were going to Lexington for something, but you went by Lexington. She's like, where are you going? And Charles was like, we're heading up to Akron for a convention. Actually, she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh my god! And I was like, you know, we should do one day. And he's like, what? I'm like, you need. We need to like stop and park the car in a lion's den and then just like sit in the car for like 45 minutes. And he was like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, no, it has to be worse than that. It has to be like, like, I'm like, it freaks me out because at one time she called us while we were eating Sonic. She was like, haven't saw that two times in a day, huh? I was like, Andrea! <laughs> Like, quit busting my balls. Wow, wow. Like, I haven't like, signed it two times in a day. Huh? Like, 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 bro, she she be getting me. Like, oh my fuck. Yo. So yeah, what you... I want to what I want to do is I want to find like an adult pleasure house. And I, I was literally be, thinking I, that. And I want to be like, go like a bro modern day brothel. Like, yes. literally, leave your phone in the car. We'll get we'll leave the car there. We'll yes. take all of our stuff with us and take a cab somewhere else. Yeah. I just want her to check Live 360 and see that we are at for your pleasure, <laughs> for, your, for your pleasure in Atlanta X, and and bro, I want her to call him Bob. Bob, what are you doing, Bob? Bob, I see you on Live 360. Bob, I see you on Live 360 at that whorehouse. Bob, what are you doing? Is Chris with you, Bob? Right, Bob. There, there's no witness. You got being at a place called the Sperm Whale. There right. <laughs> Why are you at? Why are you on the top floor of the corset, Charles? <laughs> the <Bye>. corset, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a, Yo, you know there's one called that. You know, the corset. 
But no, but then I wouldn't play stupid, so she'll, she'll, so she'll call me. And she got me to keep my phone. And she's gonna be like, Chris. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And she'll be like, what where where are you and Bub? I'm like, I'm I'm at the hotel. What do you mean? She's yeah, like, just... she's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but but Bub's at some place called the Corset. And I'm like, is he? Why are you here with the pop cherry? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here with the pop cherry? Why why is he? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Why is he at some place called Trojan XL? What's happening? Oh, someone needs to create a, a business called the Pop Cherry. Oh my, oh my god. But no, bro, for real, I really am. We're gonna do this shit. Because she be hitting him up at the weirdest. His sister be calling him, Hey, have you left yet? I see that you left. Are are are, are you already out of town? I'm like, motherfucker Bro, what if I want to go to a lion's den? What if I wanna right. like what if we go to a shady, like one of those kink hotels? I've always wanted to do that. What if right. we go to one of those and his mom checks live 316 and is like, oh. and then I, what if I'm pregnant like three weeks later and she's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Are ya? I bet. I've been like, oh my God, please, Andrea, please. I don't know, tell, her, tell her the whole family before you get to. Chris is pregnant. Yeah. I saw her go to the hospital four times in one week. And then before that, it was at the it was at the Walgreens to get the pregnancy test. I already know. Uh, like, I put it together. I'm a, no, I'm a modern day Sherlock Holmes. No, her, <laughs> her and Charles's stepdad like sitting there like checking the Live 360 app. They're like, "What did they go here for? Why did that? Did they kill? So- oh my god! They went to Home Depot to get the rope, and then they went to Walmart to get the bleach." And oh my god, now they're on the chicken farm to hide the body. They got killed somebody. We gotta go. Oh my god. Oh. And she's like, oh no, he's not throwing away his whole life. Like, oh. get pregnant at the pop cherry. Like, oh my fuck. But no, she'd be getting me sometimes with that. Like, we'll be driving to buy a lion's den. Like, can we go? Charles, like, please quit. Like, please. <laughs> he's got seven missed calls, six text messages, Bob. What are you doing, Bob? Oh, my Lord. Why are you at the Adult Center X, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Can't hide from Mama. You can't hide from me. I never remember driving back from uh, Megacon last year. Um, (laughs) There was a hurricane coming in. Mm. Bitch, I'm going to tell you right now. She was on that shit so fast. We were, like, driving and the rain was pouring out. She called like, Bob, are you in the hurricane? Bob. And he was like, I can't. Literally, we can't see a foot in front of us. She's like, she's like, Bob, are you okay? Bob! And he's like, I'm fine. I just can't see, Mom. She's like, pull over. He's like, I can't. I don't know where I am. She's like, I can, she's like, I can see the radar. I can see your car. It's chasing you. Take a left. Hard right. Right now. <laughs> Take another left. Like, <laughs> Mama, no, get you home, son. Close your eyes and just hit the pedal. Right. Like, just, I'll like, get you home. I'll get you home. <laughs> I'll get you home. Bob, Bob, you can't tell mom if you had a problem with someone, Bob. I want to help you. you Close your eyes. Close your 
your eyes and hit the pillow. <laughs> it's some white people oh. shit. I never said, she said, no. put this on your phone. I said, nah, I'm good. Hard <laughs> pass. Oh, man, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna no, see that, me walk to no, the liquor store. That, they're gonna see me walk to the liquor store for gum. I think I have a problem. Like, bro, I went to that liquor store like seven oh, different times because there was like right off of the hotel there was a liquor store. It was by a bakery, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some baked goods. I'm gonna stop by the liquor store because they had like drinks and stuff. Yeah, they had yeah. like actual drinks, like Gatorade and pop and gum. And I was, I'll just go there instead of going across the street to the gas station. It gets on the, across the street. Uh, the gas station was a really, really busy highway. That was like, I'll just go to the liquor store. Bro, if I had had Live 360 on my phone, she would have been, Bob, Chris been to the liquor store seven times, Bob. I don't know. You might yeah, want to call I her and know. check on her. She's slurring her words, Bob. Bob, maybe get Chris some help. I come home, there's a fucking intervention banner above. I'm like, what's right, going on? Right. Like, she's like, we know. I'm like, no way. No, no way. She's like, she's like, is, oh. Yo, Chris, y'all need yeah. some hobbies. <laughs> so oh. there, there, there was my fluff piece. I'm actually kind of glad <laughs> that I didn't get that. I didn't tell this at the beginning that I'll wait until the end. Oh, that's was... good. But that's the reason good. you made, the re- you made <laughs> me re- cry, you made me cry. What a third time. The reason that at I told the story is because Charles was like going to go visit his dad because um, no, his dad was in the hospital. He's fine now. He's doing good. And uh, he's like, I'm going to go visit my dad. And he told his sister that he was going to go visit him. She checked Live 360 today. And he went to go get pizza. And she was like, are you on your way yet? Why are you still in town? And he was like, I just wanted to get lunch. And I was like, you fucking white people with this bullshit. She's asking you why you went. Uh, I wanted some lunch, Brenda. Is that okay? Is it why you still why you still in town? Oh, that's wild. Have you seen uh, Dad yet? I know you haven't. I'm like, oh my god, no. No, nah, my fam- my family couldn't do that. Oh no. Oh, oh no. my god. Me, Thomas, <laughs> can you imagine having the 360 stop. on there? I mean, but, but there you go, guys. You know what? I love funny. you like my. Own. Did you see what Mikey said? She said, you know, I love you like my own, Chris. You can tell us. <laughs> you can tell us. I'm like, tell you what? She's like, we saw you go to the liquor store nine times while you were in Polaris in two days. You got something you want to tell me? I'm like, yeah, I needed gum. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to cross. The, uh, you need gum. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you go to the gum store? Who were you getting the gum from? It wasn't Bob. Wasn't Bob, Chris. It's <laughs> a sidebar, guys. I love these people. Like, I really genuinely do, but that shit be floored me sometimes. Oh well, my that's god. That's too funny. That's too funny. <sighs> so that's good. there you go. <laughs> you have me dying on that. <laughs> Bob. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the corset. Yeah, his his whole family calls him Bub or Bubba, which is why Bub. I call him Bubba. So like whenever I'm like <laughs> sometimes I'll wait till he's almost asleep and I can do the voice of his mother very well. And I'll be like, Bob. Bob. <laughs> yes. he's, he's like, stop. I'll like That's I'll, messed up. I'll like run my fingers across his arm. Bob. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Don't touch laughs> 
He's off me! He's off my ball! Unhand me, winch! Bruh! Unhand me! Bruh! Mimic! Mimic! Molten cheese! Where is it? Where's the molten cheese? Oh, man. He, he looks so handsome in that bob. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, poor Charles. Oh, God. Poor Charles. Oh. <laughs> Doing the voice when he's <laughs> falling asleep. That's fucked up. Bob? You put your underwear in the washer, Bob? Bob? Oh man, that's funny. All right, well, that's the show. Charles said, "This is why I don't sleep." (laughs) (laughs) He's haunted. Uh, (laughs) Why I don't sleep? (laughs) Oh, he's doing that thing where you think he thinks he heard you say it, but you didn't. Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I am his sleep paralysis demon, but I slowly transform into his mother. But in all honesty, I'm more like his stepdad. Mm. We're, both, we're both vulgar. We both have a stutter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad sense of humor. Charles said, I see visions. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you should, Thomas. We'll all hang out. Yeah, we'll all hang out. Julius, do you have a tear in your eye? Because I made you laugh so hard. I do. I do. <laughs> I was I was crying. I was laughing so hard. Oh, that that drama was too funny. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> that was too fun. I'm not going to forget that. You better not. <sighs> I won't forget. Oh, man. But um, thank you all for joining us tonight and for getting through that. It was nice to have you. We had some laughs. We had some tears. All that good stuff. But we feel better now. Yes, we 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 feel we're cleansed. We have exercised the demons. We said, "Be gone, be gone, demons." Be gone, demons. Be gone, demons. We don't want you here. No more demons for Bob. But (laughs) where are you? You said I can't (laughs) do the voice. (laughs) Bob, where are you, Bob? You're talking to demons. It says you're in hell. What's going on? What's going, what's going Bob, on? Bob, it says you're in hell, Bob. Oh, wait, it's just Florida. I'm sorry. Never mind. Love you, Bob. <laughs> please. Charles said, please stop. <laughs> I hope I'll be able to sleep. not expect to laugh this much on the emotional damage show i'll be honest oh that's good all right all right y'all thank thank you for joining us so much thank you thank you we love you all and uh the comments just got me going man like you said demons died tonight bub drives tonight (laughs) bub drives tonight Thomas said, says you're in hell. What are you doing down there? What are you doing, what are you doing down there? Are you bring me back some McDonald's. I know. Are you still are you still coming? Are you still coming to my house? You said you'd be here in time for dinner. But How long will in- it take to get <laughs> some hell 
hell to my house. It says you're in the seventh ring of hell, Bob. I don't know how fast you can get here. How do you house the service? <laughs> can you bring me back some chick? Do they have a Bojangles? Do, do they have a Bojangles? <laughs> my hair is fire down there, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I really have laughed so much I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, when you start you start working that, that six pack. Oh um, god, all right. Start getting them abs. They got Walmart in the house. The bells above, Bob. Why do <laughs> they got they got a Walmart in hell, Bob? They transfer you, Bob? The heat on this chicken is fire. <laughs> okay, we got Okay, we're done. No more. All right, all right, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Yo, we're unhinged. Stop. Chuck <laughs> is too funny. All right. Who? All right. Thank you. Thank you all for everything. Uh, we love you all. <laughs> we love you all. All right. I'm doing the outro. God damn it. All right. Who? Oh, y'all. Yeah. Oh, man. Before I do the outro real quick. Okay. Shout out to Remy the Raccoon Skull. But also, because we are available everywhere on podcasts like Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, iTunes, all that, uh, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, whatever. Um, If you are listening to this from the podcast version, we actually do a live, which is why we're laughing right now. Um, We actually do a live um show on youtube like look up fantasy world books or look up uh chris x clear experience uh you can see when we are going to be doing our next show we do a show every monday um and uh if you want to check us out live and you know comment and have fun with us you can do that so i wanted to get that in there because anybody that's listening to just the podcast version be like oh that sounds fun you've missed the visuals you you haven't seen my cats Right. You get to see the visuals. You get to uh, engage with the chat and we all have a good time together. It's fun. So uh, do that. Go to YouTube and also subscribe, all that good stuff. With that being said, we are out. Thank you for listening to the Chris X Claire experience. If you love this podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. You can also check out fantasyworldbooks.com to get more information on other shows, books, music, and more. We also want to thank you for your support, because if you stuck with us this long, you can already consider us friends.